Hey, this is Chris from the Ticket Stub. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, good morning. What a surprise. We're sort of kind of on time this morning. Dick and Skippy in the mornings, broadcasting from Drizzly, historic downtown Conroe, on 104.5, 106.1 on your Conroe FM dial, sometimes. Also on Facebook Live, and we podcast every show, and we throw ourselves up on YouTube as well, because golly, we just love to be in your lives. Morning, Dick. Morning. What's up? What's up? Ah, I hit the wrong button. That's what's up. Yeah. Allergies is what's up. My my pollen count apparently. I don't think there's been one episode that you haven't coughed in. I, you or know, it's your, a, it's you, a you thing. do your phlegm clear. What do you call it? I, 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 you know, phlegm clear sounds pretty good. Which yeah. ironically is the name of my next band with okay. umlauts over all the vowels. You realize that all of our mics picked up your loud, loud old yeah. man yeah, coughing. I, I know it's cosmetic. That really odd voice you heard, <laughs> you know, the, the one that just you know sends shivers down the spines of some people. Uh, myself included, but in a different way, is Brett Hanley, <laughs> listener Brett, who schlepped all the way up here from, what, Corpus Christi or something, so, something farther <laughs> down south. Uh, he's gracing us with, with his presence today, which, uh, you know, he's an awesome dear friend of mine, and I love having him in the studio. We also got Craig in the studio from Excalibur, Excalibur Pest, Control. Pest Control. So we're just, it's going to be chock full of fun today. We're just going to turn on the airwaves. And make you, uh, what was it Larry said, tune in and turn on or, or whatever? Turn on, tune in, drop out. That's it. Well, drop in to Dick and Skippy in the morning. See what I did there? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. You're doing good. I'm, I'm, doing so, I'm good. setting up Facebook. Okay, quick, cool. So. Well, let me, let <laughs> you me can keep uh, talking. Okay. Well, your morning PSA lets you know that it is currently 71 degrees outside. It's only going to go up one more degree to 72. Uh, going to drop down to 40 tonight. It's going to be cloudy all day, all night long. Uh, and wow, the upcoming on this week, we're going to go from the 60s to the 80s <laughs> and uh, lows in the 40s to 60s. So welcome. I blame El Nino. What happened to all the rain we were promised today? I, it's I mean, coming. It, it went from like it was 80%. It promised last night. Yeah, it went, yeah. Like, went from was, 80% to 30% this morning. It, I don't know. Why are you asking us? You know meteorologists. You, you guys should know people. <laughs> you guys yeah. know people, right? Yeah, we know the meteorologists. Well, we got it this morning. You got <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know about you guys, but down in Missouri City, we got a, we got a fair cra- fair load of rain. I mean, we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't get skippy scaring levels of rain, but we got enough, <laughs> l- enough rain. <laughs> but see, that's we the problem when you amount. say we're going to get rain. We're talking like a 200 mile, you know radius uh, yeah of, of the the metropolitan area so yeah 100 years ago it would take a day and a half for me to get here from where i live oh my gosh because i live in missouri city so reasonably walk about 33 miles a day well with i-45 traffic though you've shaved at least three hours off that travel time <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so how, how is life in missouri city there you go. All right. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> that sums there. it up right there. We're all we're we're all there. We're we're still alive. Cool. Live, whiz bang. Live on the razor's edge world of of Southwest Point Southwest. Struggling to hold on to our identity as a bedroom community in the middle of a met, giant metropolitan complex. Are they building up like the loft living around you guys? That's happening in the woodlands a lot. Lots of light industrial, actually. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
So, so when, you know, there are certain parts of town that, it, like, you know, you have the energy corridor, which is I-10 West, because you got all those tech buildings, you know, those energy buildings. The Woodlands, you're, you know, we got Research Forest, Technology Boulevard, so you got, like, your bio chemical or defense companies up there missouri city you know what's their industry du jour there well we used to be all about housing but mostly we're we're, we're just light just general light light industrial there's mm-hmm. there's a couple of there's a couple of electronics places there's uh, a fries out there bambino right? bambino bakeries opened a opened a plant in missouri city there not is nothing ago. like the smell of fresh baked bread there is not a fries in Missouri City. There's not even a fries in Stafford. It's actually in Houston, in the corner of Houston, where where Houston and Stafford meet. Yeah, potato, potato, as they say in that and it's song. It's awful. It is the worst store in the history of stores. They actually act like they <laughs> do not want customers. Well, it's time <laughs> to give a shout out to our one. sponsors. <laughs> Dick and Skippy, sponsored by, formerly sponsored by Fry's Electronics. <laughs> we loved you guys while you were here. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Fry's yeah, would never touch us. Suck. Huh? That place does suck. Does it? What's, okay, so what's wrong with fries? Because I was able to find like some funky well, fries, DVDs there. The problem with fries is it's so large, mm-hmm. and it has so many employees, but like a third of the employees know what they're talking about. Oh, so if I went in so and said I'm looking in, for a 486. Yeah. Uh, like if you want to ask a computer question, you don't want to ask the person at the desk. You'd be like, hey, can I go Can I go in the back and talk to people who are you, you stick in the yeah. back that are fixing things? Because, I mean, it's supposed to be a, a select parts store. It's where you build boards right, and all right, that stuff, yeah. but yeah, it's uh. But you can get very specific pieces, and oh, yeah. parts, but like it's not built for anyone wanting to actually like buy anything. Like no. everyone's used to, like I want that, and you put it in your hand, you walk to the front, you pay for it, you're out the store, or you select it on Amazon, it comes to your house in two days. Like there, you like you have to go through like three security checks to even get the product that you want to buy. It's it's weird. I mean, well, I, I, I mean, know they're trying to reduce theft and all that kind of stuff, but like it's just well, a my weird theory was it's oh, it's one of those. Uh, what do you call it? Like money laundering places, because <laughs> you just like because they have the like most, a like, donut shop. Well, because every month they would have like whatever's falling off the truck sale, and it's like we have a huge sale on CD players, and you're like, well, where did you? Why did you buy twenty thousand CD players? And then you go in there, there's like a huge wall of them. Yeah. Who said we bought them? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I always <laughs> felt like, you know, how do they determine what? Oh, it's probably because they bought, you know, they probably stole a Well, I don't shipment. mind the size of the place so big, but they really should every hundred feet or so have someone there with a little toothpick of, you know, food for the sampling. Make it worth your while to go. Well, they that, have, takes, they had... that, that takes money away from the from the in-store diner that they have. Yeah. You know they have a diner? They have a diner. It's been years since I've been there. I mean, they have really good sales on DVDs, but who buys DVDs anymore? Yeah. Hey, back off the DVD, man. <laughs> so, By the way, I need to find okay, a VHS player. I want you to. I want you to go back and parse what you just said. Who buys DVDs? They anymore? have really good sales on DVDs, but who buys DVDs anymore? Well, more of see. More if of, they I have really said, good sales on DVDs, then a lot of people are buying DVDs. <laughs> you just haven't met them. Which yeah. means, which says more about you than I guess it says I, about you, DVDs. I guess I meant more of Criterion circles. Collection DVDs. You know, it's like those which people are always who like who... 40, 40 bucks. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like you go there and you can get a Criterion for fifteen, and I'm like, oh hell yeah, I'll buy that. <laughs> well, see, the attitude's a lot like those people who are, who spent the last ten years going, oh man, Big Bang Theory is an awful show and nobody ever watches it. Why should anybody watch it? And it was the number one show for the entire ten years of its run. It's like there are people watching it who think it's a good show. Where are you I going mean, with this? What happened? He, he's <laughs> wanting you to increase your social circle. Yeah. Uh, 
You insulted his DVD collection. No, that's what it sounds like. Back off my VHS collection. Oh God, no! I don't. My DVD collection's tiny, tiny. I have VHS <laughs> or Beta Max. No Beta. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my my uh, my dad. He had. He was like a longtime Beta owner, and we had found out early on. Remember the old days where they. Uh, put the copy guards on the VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. But if you hooked your Betamax to a VHS and did a recording like that, it, it, it bypassed the copy guard. So he had all these taped movies of, uh, y- you know, on Betamax. Huh. Of, yeah. Cool story. I don't know how or yeah. why, but yeah. Well, I, I know back in the day when I was, I, I worked at a television station, and this was, you know, in, when DVD was in its prime, but all the commercials and all the shows were run off of Beta. Just because it was mm-hmm. a higher quality. Oh, it's a higher quality tape. Yeah, yeah. D- news like just recently got off of beta, didn't they? Yeah, most of them have gone to like hard drive. Yeah. Like they're, well, they're working it, off. it wasn't actual beta, but it was a similar. Right. Tape. Uh, yeah. The news today is creepy. Actually, have you have y'all been to like Channel Two recently? No, I haven't. But no, we're like if you go moved. into the studio where you know Bill Baeza hangs out or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in there but Bill. Like they have this huge room. Oh, the studio. And yeah. it's just cameras on wheels, and they oh. it moves by itself. And then like they come in, they come out. And, like there's nobody in there but Bill or and then the co-host. Yeah, most most of the giant room set up that way. Now. So yeah, it was really creepy. <laughs> I had I asked him. I was like, how do you? How long did it take you to get used to this? Because <laughs> no no one's really there to tell him. Like because there's usually somebody that behind the camera going, we're live. You well, know, like we're, yeah. we're up. No one's in there. Well, it's like all he has yeah, is earpiece. They, they go into his IFB there. So. Well, I know, but so, you know, some guy's gonna be like, "Oh, I dropped my coffee. I forgot to tell him <laughs> that we're live right now." That's yeah. gonna happen. But why? I wonder why they got rid of people from the studio because it's yeah. cheaper. Yeah, people are expensive. Yeah. But yeah. you have so just one guy just you know yeah. Uh, that's actually all that's actually why around. I was there because I was they doing ran research. out of proofreaders and fact checkers to fire. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I was uh, I was hanging out with the IT guy. That's why I was there because learning how they do their remote stuff. And that's basically what the guy said is like the thing where the producers come to him saying let's let's simplify the process. And then basically he thinks, oh, let's, let's just fire a bunch of people because their jobs are meaningless. Let's see if we can get it. In a month or so, you're going to go there and you can see that, you know, on TV, there's Bill on the news, but you're going to see an empty chair there and you realize he's yeah. been on. What was that movie where they. CGI item or something? Yeah. Like you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Like, is, is it a movie? Is that what Avatar? Well, there's one with Albert Finney in it where they realized, oh, golly, what was that movie? It was the early days of CGI. I'll, I'll think about it later. If you want to remember names, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find out know. about it on the ticket stub. Yeah. Avatar? No, no, no. This is like <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> okay. I have not. Videodrome? After no. Videodrome, but before That was James Avatar. Woods. And it was... Yeah, it was a Cronenberg movie. David yeah. Cronenberg. Yeah. That was a good movie. I'll find out. It was Albert an Finney excellent was movie in to watch while high. Yeah, on life. I mean, yes, high on life. Now, Albert or Finney, or like, alcohol or legal things. Yeah. He plays this private eye or something who realizes that the studio is actually faking uh, stuff by, you know, like uh, holograms. We don't have to something. go down this route. We I know. What's the rabbit hole now? i got to remember it. But okay, let's get back on to Craig here. So, Craig, uh, tell, <laughs> us about your, tell us about Excalibur. <laughs> Excalibur Pest Control, folks. Yeah. no, uh, we So, we're, we're a full-service pest control company. I mean, like, if, if there's a pest or a, a varmint or whatever it is, I mean, we, can, we can probably get rid of it. But we've, we've really been growing a lot here in Montgomery County. This is, I mean, you know, I, th- I think the report came out again that Conroe is now, again, like the fastest-growing city. And, yeah. and we've, I mean, like we've definitely been growing along with it. I mean, there's just a lot of new people buying houses, which is, which is kind of our bread and butter is, is people in homes. 
Um, a lot of pest control companies around town will, I mean, they'll, they'll come take care of your home, but what they really want is they want your business. They want, they want to take care of those commercial accounts because there's a lot of money in those. Um, but our, our main focus for the last 20 years have been, you know, jumping in and helping people with their homes and the, and the problems that they have there because it's, it's, it's a much different animal to deal with. Pardon the pun. Greg, what's your <laughs> definition of pest? For instance, my next door neighbor has this little rat dog that barks 24-7. Yes. Does that qualify? I, well, for you, yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's, you know, <laughs> I've had fantasies of you know peanut butter and rat poison, but I can't, I can't, you know, no, that's illegal. I can't say, right, yeah. I can't go through is that. Is it illegal? Absolutely. <laughs> is it yeah. really? Well, I mean, hat, wait, is it? Especially if you get caught. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the number one suspect. So, you know. I mean, do you go to jail? What do you think for about that? the law? It's illegal whether you get caught or not. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, like you. Well, yeah, if you want to. I, I guess route. technically you could go to jail because it's destruction of private property. Okay. I was wondering what they would charge me with. Yeah, that's. I mean, that, that's what, well, what it would no, be. Well, no, didn't they just pass legislature uh, just passed that law that it's a felony to oh, put yeah. animals? They well. would. They it, number one, it's 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 animal cruelty. Number two, it's reckless indifference, and it's. Um, oh, I wasn't indifferent towards it. I mean, I wouldn't be. Well, you tripped. No, you no. tripped and <laughs> fell. See, the thing is, is <laughs> if, you any, if you put any un, if you put any unmonitored deadly trap mm-hmm. anywhere, that's considered reckless indifference because anything or anyone can spring that trap. That makes yeah, it makes sense. That's why that's why live traps are so so carefully monitored. Okay, how about this? You yeah, have to you check can, them you can every get them day. with Wi-Fi connections and all kinds of stuff now. Yeah. So like twice a year, I get some raccoon making its way into my attic. So right. I have one of those cage trap things. I put in the can of tuna and it yeah. trips the door. I could leave that for the dog. Yes, the dog goes and traps it. And just I think after two or three times, the neighbors might get the the hint. <laughs> Was this like a free, free range roaming yapping dog? I yeah, mean, they just, it's my next door neighbor. He's a really nice guy, but his, his grown daughter is like moved in with him and stuff. Right. It's kind of a sandwich generation thing. And she brought this dog with her. And the dog, he didn't want the dog inside the house. He's apologized to me many times. Right. Saying, I'm sorry about this. But the dog is outside 24 7. Unless it gets the To do what? But see, the, see, the dog hates me, which is weird because all animals love me. All dogs, for some reason, dogs and babies, I think, because our brainwaves are on the same level. But this dog <laughs> is, is this little Napoleonic, you know, rat dog, yeah. Chihuahua pug mix. I don't even know what you it is. It's a bad aura. Yeah. That's, well, have you ever considered getting into falconry? <laughs> yeah, I know the falconer at the Texas Renaissance Festival, Brett. I like the way you think, sir. I like the that, way you that's think. harder to get into than you would think. Is I mean, that considered a pest, a falcon? No, yeah. no. They, they can actually be used it's for pest predator. control. Okay, yeah, you, you can use them to remove mice and, and rodents from a, fields. Sorry, <coughs> so, go ahead. No, no. It's, yeah. Well, I was wondering. It's that a federal felony to to, to, to kill or capture any bird, pre- predatory any bird, any raptor bird. Really? Yeah. Yep. No one's gonna find out. No one cares. <laughs> well, let's go back to my You'd be surprised. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I mean t- to to your point, whether or not people care, we we and this wasn't with our company. I had a I got a call from another guy that operates a, an animal control uh, company here in Conroe, and he had put a live trap, a live catch trap, mm-hmm. in like one of those have a hearts in in someone's yard, and it was it was kind of a warm day. This lady, this raccoon had been tearing up this lady's house, ripping the siding off, tearing out insulation, <sighs> all this kind of stuff. I mean, just they're very destructive, and he caught it. And the next door neighbor saw that there was a coon in the trap, and so she imme- apparently she was part of some animal rights group. Oh, Lord. oh right! And so <laughs> put out put out the bat signal on Facebook <laughs> to like, hey, we've got somebody who's you know abusing a raccoon over here. You guys need to get over mm-hmm. here and and picket this thing. And so they did. They picketed, and then they started like trying to like mess with his trap. <laughs> 
which is illegal. <laughs> I mean, stupid. I could, yeah, I mean, it's, well, one, I mean, you're going to get your hand taken off. I mean, coons are not messing around. And, and two, like, as soon as that happened, the guy called the cops and it was like, look, these people are messing with my private property. That, wow. You know, and so it, was, it became this whole ordeal. You could probably go find it on Facebook. I'm I mean, going to look they, into that. They, <laughs> it was like this whole thread of people who were like, this guy's the meanest, cruelest person. Don't ever use his business. And he's like, look, this, this is what they hired me for. All he needs to do is show up a week later with a coonskin cap on <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to well, cure the raccoon problem. And, and, that, and that's the thing is most, most guys, I mean, like, you know, Legally, you can you can terminate the animal, and and in some instances, if they're showing rabid tendencies, you probably should. Mm-hmm. But most cases, just relocate them, and it's not difficult to do. I mean, if you know how far you're supposed to take them, and there's places where you can legally release them, it's it's not a really? big deal. No, sit you back look and watch that as up. I try to Where's get some... the geotag of that. It's like we're gonna release a raccoon. <laughs> well, I'm gonna try and get some free consultation stuff here because, like I said, about two or three. So can when I think pest dog? control. Yeah, yeah, what'd, right. what'd you say? Can you do that with the dog? <laughs> yeah, relocate it? Make him your friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, Craig, when I think pest control, just my first thought goes to, like, you know, termites and right. stuff. Absolutely. And, and is that, like, the majority of... of uh, it, it is calls? a large... It's a large portion of what we do. Mm-hmm. It's become smaller and smaller uh, for, for a couple of reasons. One, we have some really good ways of dealing with it that have longer-term control mm-hmm. on, on homes. And... Two, because it's really expensive. And because, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we're building a lot of homes. Mm-hmm. And in order to you know, fill that, that void, banks have to do low interests in order to get people in and good rates. to get. And so most people that are buying these homes really can't afford the maintenance on the homes. And so when they have issues like termites, they, you know, they get the price tag and they're like, I can't afford that. Because they're, they're living month to month and paycheck to paycheck. And mm-hmm. so they, they, can't, they can't really pay for that. So we, we've actually had to get a little creative uh, w- with that, we, we actually started another business just to warranty homes for termites to make it affordable for people. So, I mean, like for in our, in our other business for 35 bucks a month, you can warranty your house against termites. Um, where, as opposed to what usually ends up being like a three to $5,000 price tag when you have them. Wow. Yeah. And so what is, for, why like, do we build scal- things out of wood? <laughs> yeah. Bring back aluminum. Like it's like cheap. God intended. Yeah. I mean, pine trees are cheap and they grow fast and that's, that's pretty much why. Mm-hmm. I mean, metal structures are ridiculously expensive. Have you but, seen the new Tesla metal truck, dude? I, I thought it was termites like a can't touch that car or something. That I, I got to like, tell you, I'm getting one. Like it's it's going to happen. Are you serious? Absolutely. Like once I read what what it's going to offer and what it can provide, so because it can haul a lot. From it, what I, it can haul a lot. It outpulls the F-150 already. Um, I don't really care that it's fast, but it's fast. Uh, one of the coolest. I mean, like if you're if you're in a service business like me, and you need to be paying attention to what this guy's doing. Uh, one of the big things was the air suspension ride. So, like, it will adjust aerodynamically up and down to adjust for how fast you're going and where you're going on the terrain. But because that's in there, it has a pneumatic hookup, so you can bring all of your air tools and hook it up. Like, you can you can have your air wrench. Oh, like plug your, your yeah exactly. Compressor. Your comp- it's, it's got a built-in compressor. Um, so, like, you could in theory uh, air your tires up. It's at 220, so it acts as a full home generator. Uh, and they've, uh, they've designed an ATV to be paired with the pickup truck that plugs into the truck. So it's a fully electric ATV that you can, and it's got a loading ramp on the back. It's, it's such a cool piece of technology. It sounds like it's a quarter step from that Batmobile they it, had in the latest like movies it. where the motorcycle breaks off of have it. You, have you not seen pictures of it? I just saw the one photo where yeah. the, I thought it was it a... It sounds like if you're lucky, you'll get the production cost down to five, down to about half a million and that's about it. He, I mean, they, they've already announced that it's going to be 39,000. For the, they're lying. 
So I mean, well, baseline, you know, I'm sure base, that's base baseline, yeah. yeah. Well, we know the, Elon's the a liar. The baseline, the, the baseline, <laughs> we know that. The baseline on the cheap yeah, Tesla so it, car was supposed to be 25, and they ended up being 50. Sure. He, what they announced yesterday was the baseline's 39, and then they've got two upgrades, and it's I think the next one's 49, and then 60 is the is the top line. So Which I, I mean, because if it does compare to the F1, I'm not much of a pickup kind of guy, right. but I've seen the the Ford or Dodge Ram pickup commercials with get 30,000 off and i'm thinking my god how expensive yeah. is this thing no, trucks are crazy today so, yeah especially if like you're a base diesel. like a base 150 is starting at 40 easy yeah, yeah. so it's like that because i wanted to get a truck for the studio to, to haul the equipment and stuff and i was like uh, i guess like a ford ranger used are you, are you still looking <laughs> at that white panel van with no windows we were talking yeah. about that looks a little suspicious but we could yeah. spray paint it okay uh craig what's the like biggest uh, what's the upper end of your pest uh definition or like what's the biggest pest you've ever had to deal with that wasn't an in-law <laughs> not an in-law so i mean like i've i've had to go get like a dead raccoon out of somebody's house that was like in between floors of a two-story house yeah yeah that was that was pleasant um i mean probably probably some of like the bigger things that we've had to deal with and uh crazy ants has been a big one and that those are rare but crazy ant. what's that crazy ants um yeah so i'm trying to think. i think it was about 10 years ago when they were running news stories about this kind of stuff because mm. this guy tom raspberry identified them uh, and so we we had what we were calling the raspberry crazy ant which turned out to not be a new kind of ant because it, it was that was the big story is we we discovered a new species well it turned out it was actually the caribbean ant or the the crazy tawny ant how many ants are there again oh my gosh like 40 <laughs> well, let's start counting 40,000 oh you oh you meant species yeah there's a lot right yeah because, I mean, even even within, like, just around here, we have multiple variations of, like, a carpenter ant. I mean, there's, I mean, there's thousands upon thousands of different so kinds of ants. So what Sean needs to do is get some bullet ants <laughs> and put it next door and just try to control it and see if they take well, out I'm the dog. Well, I'm just trying to, what makes a crazy ant a crazy ant? And are there, you know, special programs to get them straightened out? Yeah, absolutely. So what, what makes... What makes them identifiable? <laughs> it took a second to click. I know. <laughs> what makes them identify? Like most of the time, if you see an ant, they're they're trailing, right? They're they're and you see a bunch of them. They're all kind of walking in a straight line. Yeah. Market marching in sync. If you see a crazy ant bunch, they're all weaving back and forth over probably like a three to four foot area. That's a line, and they're going all over the place, weaving back and forth. Their legs are a lot longer. Their antenna are a lot longer. They they tend to be a little bit bigger of an ant, and. And so, like, around here, like, you have fire ants, you have ghost ants, you've got little black ants, you've got all kinds of different kinds of ants. Those, those ant colonies are, you know, like, in the tens of thousands, the colony size. Mm -hmm. Crazy ants are in the millions. Oh. And, and so, like, and, and you're not just dealing with, like, one colony. They usually have, like, multiple branches of that colony. And so when you, when you come upon them, if, you, if you're experienced with them, like, you, you have to be honest with someone and, like, look, I can come in and help you with the situation, but it's not going to happen overnight. This is, this is going to be a process. I actually just did this with an office complex on 1488. We, luckily, we were able to deal with it in like two treatments. Um, and the state actually did it for crazy ants because they haven't been that bad up here. But statewide, they did an emergency release, a special label on a termiticide in order to deal with these ants because it was the only thing they had that was effective. But it wasn't on the label. So you legally couldn't apply it for those mm -hmm. ants, even though guys were doing it anyway because it was the only thing they had to fight them. So, and that's, that's where it gets wonky and weird because you, you have guys out there that don't have licenses that are applying pesticides. And now you can, like, as a, as a, as a homeowner, you can, you can go online and, and buy pretty much everything that we can get. 
but most people don't take the time to read the label and apply it properly. And yeah, and I would assume that m the smallest misuse could actually have catastrophic effects on person, or, person and property. Or have zero effect. Or Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I mean, like it, I mean, sometimes you're like, well, okay, it says two ounces to the gallon. Well, so four should be amazing, which means that eight would just be perfect. And and so they'll do that. I'm going to do that all the time. That with sounds everything. like a person. <laughs> I don't have an hour to cook these cookies at 300, so I'm going to cook over half an hour at 600. And I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't work. Your oven right? can go up to six hundred. Oh, yeah. someone's having a bad oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> crazy ants. Yeah, yeah that's right. Darn, <laughs> they crazy broke ants. in. Well, yeah, and so here's here's the other deal with those that was so bad. The reason they found them is because they actually ate an X-ray machine down at the Port Authority. Like they stripped yeah. the wires and and just and like ate like this multi-million dollar piece of equipment. Um, and, uh, and so that's why people started freaking out because they, they were going in and like literally stripping wires and eating electronics. Yeah. Um, and they so the latex in, in, in electronic yeah. insulators. Yeah. Are you sure they weren't like nanobots, like <laughs> Soviet agents sent over? So, know? and ironically enough, a way that you can tell if you have them is if your dog refuses to go outside. Oh my gosh, Brett, be careful. Brett, Brett's breaking the studio now. <laughs> So um, let's go back to the, the free consultation I'm going to try and get here. So I do have a rack. The rack is probably back in the attic again. Like I said, about two well, or three. Hey, I don't know if did I tell you not. you get 20% off if you mention this show for a home... Uh, let me get on. I Residential right. home spray. Residential home spray. Oh, so this is for realsies. So twenty percent yeah. off. If of you mention the show, spray, call Excalibur. I put it. I put the call number so in the details. Excalibur. Okay. Mention Excalibur. Wait to whom? Just like run out your front door. And no, I got. To, I, I said I put the number in the mm. contact info oh, for so you Excalibur. Call number. Yeah, and say you know I was listening the, to Dick and Skippy and, and say the code word is yeah, and that's Excalibur. a residential home spray, which I don't even know what that means. I figure it's just okay. someone it, comes out and sprays stuff. Yeah, it's it's a general spray for like cockroaches and spiders. Yeah. Earwigs, silverfish, that kind of stuff. So the grammar nerd me is not going to point out that residential and home are the same thing. So we're saying it's a home home spray. <laughs> I'm just not going to. I'm not going to no. go there. Well, you can't have a residential. Home spray. In, residential includes apartments. But an apartment is a home because no, home it's where an the apartment. Heart is. Apartment is a multifamily dwelling. But it's where the heart is, and that makes it oh, a home. Here we go. Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, there there's could be some heartless apartments out there. <laughs> but I want to get back to the damn raccoon that's in my attic. So I've how, caught how, it over the years. I mean, this has been well, like a multi-year thing. Sean, just buy a gun. <laughs> I'm tempted. Just because buy a gun. I've been the nice guy. And get guy. the rubber bullets. I trap the guy. I take him. I'm not going to say I take him near my ex-wife's house because that would be <laughs> too incriminating. But I'm taking about four or five miles away. And uh -huh. I, I put like Lake Windermere between me and whatever. And so I don't know if it's, is there like a spore that's left behind that, or that takes them like three or six months to work their way back through the scent, or no, like no, if you're, bad luck with raccoons. If you're, if you're taking them five miles away, they, there's, there's little to no chance they can find their way back. However, if you're not repairing the area where they've been coming and going, they do live, leave a scent. And so other raccoons passing through the area will go, okay, this has been good harborage before. Is there a spray that I can just say, you know, or this you is just a bad fix raccoon? the hole. Oh, they'll just make it. Uh, yeah, there is that because it I took mean, me a while to find the hole. Yeah, it was near the old cable where they um, drilled a hole to yeah. run the cable uh, wiring. Through. Yeah, which which is which is part of what we do. I mean, it's it's called exclusion work. Mm -hmm. um, and like we just did it recently for a bunch of squirrels that were in this lady's house in the woodlands, uh, and they you know chewed uh, <laughs> like all around and and made a home up in there. And so we we came in through with wire mesh and and plaster and paint and you know fixed it up real nice to where you know they can't one they can't get back in. And, and two, it, you know, repaired the damage as well. Oh, we're going to have to talk off the air about this and <laughs> some possibilities. I may have to hire Excalibur at that 20% residential home treatment off to come get yeah. this. 
That's, that's, spray. that's a spray, not to come put whole like you can holes, spray the dude. raccoon. I don't care. <laughs> I, I will tell Spraying you a, a strategy I've told folks when they're when they're not wanting to trap, and they're not wanting they're not wanting us to do anything like physical in order to remove the animal. You, you can. <laughs> We're talking the psychic removal. Of... <laughs> it's like... So, which I'm, I'm, I'm willing to charge for that. Uh... <laughs> and people be willing well, to pay, right. which is really scary. We'll bring out our team of raccoon psychologists. The, raccoon, <laughs> the raccoon whisperer. <laughs> just, just leave. That's right. Visualize yourself next I'll just, door. I'll just leave a Bluetooth speaker that has my voice. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. So, urban legend or not, playing loud thumping music gets rid of critters in your ass. It does nothing. Okay, great. Yeah. No, they don't care. I'm, I'm going for the <laughs> cheap route. They're just going to thump back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put on Manilo. But yeah, you can you can buy uh, Predator urine on Amazon, and it works. Yeah. It 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 doesn't last a long time, and and it's expensive, but you can do it. Why? So you're saying someone's taking urine from like like coyotes and really? mountain lions? Well, and... no, no. Hold on a second, because I like to view myself as being pretty much near the top of the food chain. So technically, I'm a predator. <laughs> Can't I just go up in the attic and let nature take its course? It's your home. You can do what you want. Okay. Well, effectively remove a raccoon. You have to, I don't think you, so. You, you okay. have to eat. Clearly, he's not afraid of you right now. So. You have to eat, like, jaguar hearts, and then that digests into tiger your blood, urine. Inject that, tiger yeah. blood into your system. <laughs> Call Charlie, and he'll, he'll sell you okay, some. Okay, so in other I, words... I knew a guy who, who was an exterminator who told me that if I knew a guy, somebody who had... Because I had a problem with rats coming over from next door because the guy had a giant woodpile... Um, but it, but if you know somebody who owns a snake, mm-hmm. just borrow the snake from them and keep it in your house for a couple for 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 a couple of weeks. And I mean, the snake smell, the smell of the snake okay. itself. Here, let's let's get the my scares arm, things away. See the hair. Just well, the word snake makes my hair. <laughs> you mean keep like it in the cage, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I was like, man, that'd be such a baller move. Like you're, you're, you're having Thanksgiving. Oh, don't, don't, guys! Frankie is out. Yeah, he's doing business. Who's Frankie? It's our Python. Yeah, you're, just, you're Voldemorting your property. Yeah. He's just wandering around with a snake. I think he actually meant like a garter snake or a king snake. I don't think the, he meant they're, they're getting a evil. full ball well, python. Feel, you, know. you know what? You gotta go big. Every yeah. every every snake is the devil's child, so I, it doesn't matter. I will tell you, I, I, that's that's probably not accurate. Okay. Uh, we uh, there's a uh, there's a private zoo that we help take care of, and part of their wait co- wait. When you have a private zoo, yeah, is that like Neverland? What does that Michael mean? Michael Jackson's place. Well, it means like it's not the Houston Zoo; it's it's privately owned. Like it, oh, okay, I thought it meant like if I just collected animals, I'd be like, "Did you know I have a zoo?" <laughs> yeah, and well, I mean that's that, private, so y'all that can't is, come. That is how this started. I mean, they were they were private collectors, and and now they just opened it up to the public and started charging. But um, that's not up forty five, is it? No, this is okay. this is down off twenty nine. It's it's not far from forty. It's down twenty nine. It's called called TGR Exotics. If anybody wants to go, it's a fantastic. I've heard zoo. about that place. Yeah, they're really really sweet people. Um, but they they have a snake collect like a massive yeah. snake collection. Mm. Um, and and I know oh, that from Samantha time to time that you know rats be, and it's it really it's be, with with rats and rodents and things like you can create those kinds of conditions where like they don't want to be around and that's true yeah. but if there's conditions that are more favorable to them or they mm-hmm. don't mind the risk like lots of feed and grain and yeah. harborage and they're going to come in they don't care yeah so it's it's rodent rodents are honestly the worst I mean, it's particularly rats and mice cuz i mean like the sort of the rule of thumb with with those guys is if they can put their nose in it they can get their whole body through so like you know your, your house is exposed to those guys. There's Constantly. really nothing you can do. Just let it happen. Well, I mean, you, you, can, you can bait for them. I mean, that's probably the most effective way. Most people don't like dealing with the snap traps, even though they're effective. 
Um, the old school ones? Old school snap traps. They're very effective. The, the issue with those is most people don't know how to place them, and they don't want to deal with the mess. Yeah. It, you it, shovel it. <laughs> I well, they're I, reusable, I, so I mean... I disagree. Rats and mice are at least they're honest. It's like, hello, we're vermin. We're going to steal all your food. I mean, you get the squirrels out there uh-huh. and they're like, hey, look at me. I'm cute. Yeah, I have this bushy tail. And then you look out the goodness. window and you see them eating all of the nestlings out of a mockingbird nest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I am not a friend of oh, squirrels. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. No, like I, I, our policy around <laughs> the office is squirrels are just rats with better PR. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what they are. Well, and I think it's kind of, it's interesting, depending on where you live, like, that's actually why we chose where we live now is because we rent, and part of the rent includes... Pest control. Pest control. Yeah. Because my wife is deathly afraid of anything that crawls besides, you know, the dog. Yeah. And, (laughs) like, I I cannot tell you how many times I've woken up at 3 a.m. when she got up, and she thought she saw... A bug. A bug. uh And I'm like, well, where'd it go? I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, why are you waking me up then? Like, (laughs) you know, and... She she had an experience in Houston because this house was built in the 40s. Yeah. And she rented and she found, she thought she saw a rat. Uh-huh. So she calls the landlord. And the landlord apparently hasn't had any pest control people come out for like 20 years. Oh, yeah. And they found like, <laughs> and this is this is where she immediately moved out. They, the guy comes while she's there. And it's a three-person apartment. So there's three apartments in this house. And the guy comes. And, of course, guess who he talks to the whole time? My wife. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, your landlord's not communicating with me, so I'm going to communicate with you. You have 14 entry points in your place, and the, they all have examples of rodents going in and out. Oh, my gosh. And my wife was like, God. yeah, I'm not living here anymore. <laughs> and so, and uh, it's not hard to find either. I mean, like, they're so oily, they leave That's marks. what, yeah, you yeah. could tell. Yeah. He even showed her pictures of like, the black mm-hmm. of that, and I was like, that is disgusting. And then it turned out, like, she had pigeons living in the walls <laughs> that they could get out, and, like, yeah. it was... Uh, it was funny because Mona's Wild Kingdom. Well, I think like when you rent, you gotta make sure. Hey, what are you guys doing to prevent it? Because that's what made us feel safe there. They have those houses that are built with those little hookups, and I don't know how effective those are. I think they do something, at least something. Yeah, they do. I mean, I I have I have my own issues with them. I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not gonna mention like any specific companies because there's there's ones that and they they designed a really smart product. My issue with it is. One, it, it creates a lazy technician that yeah. just shows up and hooks up to that that outlet on the outside of the wall. And these guys are super smart. I mean, they sold oh, it to like builders. Plugs them on the outside and it disperses. Yeah. It so goes when they the build, when you build a house, what they did is like while they're building the house, they put lines in with your electrical. Hey, we kinda. found the rain, yeah. by the way. So they, they, they awesome. put the lines in with the electrical, uh-huh. and then basically when they hook it up, it just sprays, disperses throughout the house. But the way I saw it was, it starts something. It's not going to prevent a mouse. No, it, it won't might be, kill no. a bug, or you know, it might prevent cockroaches effectively, but won't won't prevent if you're an idiot leaving food out. And right. Here, here's here's my biggest issue with the, with these things is there it's plastic tubing, which the chemicals that you ought to be using uh, to do pest control will corrode that tubing over time. Mm-hmm. And and like and when I say over time, like within two years, wow, probably. Yeah. And the way that they these things operate is they're they're pressurized, so all it is is tubing with like razor cuts in it. So it's it's kind of misting throughout the interior of the wall. And my, my two issues with that is, like, if that line breaks, you don't you could just be dumping pesticide in one spot of your house. Mm-hmm. And, and two, you're, you're putting moisture on your uh, insulation, mm-hmm. which, if you have fiberglass insulation, is not good. I mean, like, that creates mold and all kinds of yeah, other yeah. problems. Um, and, well, let me tell you, the illusion of safety uh-huh. is important oh, yeah. to me because it, my wife is quiet about it. 
<laughs> and I'm like, all right, fine. This is and like I'm not kidding you. I put out a list of this is where we can afford. This is where we can rent. Right. And here are the pluses. And she's like, I want this one. Yep. And I was like, well, why do you want? Because it's pest control. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, as long as you sleep well at night, that's all that matters <laughs> to me. And it's, so. it's that's it's a value. Like if you're a landlord, it's a valuable thing to add for your tenants. And we have we have a lot of guys that have you know big portfolios of rent houses and, th- and they all provide it for them. Uh, like, and not just like regular pests. A lot of these guys go above and beyond and they're, they're doing like fire ant control for the yards. Cause you know, they, most renters have little kids playing in the backyard and you know, they want to keep the kids safe. So, well, I think, is there at one point, especially in pest control world where like, you can't just do everything as, yeah. as like, you're like, say I hire you right. and you can't just, in my mind, I go hundred percent taken care of. Right. And cause I know actually, uh, Craig does my parents' house. Yeah. And oh, my parents' okay. house is on a body of water, I guess. Which is one of the more difficult yeah, and to take care of, That's honestly. one thing I realized going over there. I was like, I would hate to be here because there <laughs> are so many bugs that come from there. Yeah. And it's, what, like, almost impossible to keep up with, but, you know, they're happy, so. Yeah, and, and, and well, and with, with, especially around here in Conroe, if, you're, if your house is on the water, which there's a lot of houses on mm-hmm. the water, there's a lot of stuff that if you're hiring a pest control company, they need to be paying attention to the, where they can legally spray, what they can actually do. B- because a lot of what we're using, like you, you get it into an open body of water, it's, gonna, it's death on fish. Um, like if we, if we go into someone's home, which is very rare, and we see like a fish tank, like we, we're out. Like, because even, even a little bit will just absolutely decimate that, the ecology of that aquarium. And we ran into an issue not, not too long ago with a, a customer over in Cyprus. We had put in a, a mosquito misting system. And they're on lakefront, and so we had to be very careful as to where the, those spray nozzles were and where everything went. And she called us back out, and she was a little frustrated because she said, well, look, my neighbor next door just had another pest control guy come out, and he put uh, the misting system on their boathouse, which is out over the water. <laughs> and she was, and this guy, he wanted it there to control the spiders because spiders are really bad by water, mm-hmm. um, which is something we've we fought at your your folks' house. That's gross. Um, yeah. And you know, it's illegal, and this guy didn't know that, and and so she she had us come out and say, well, why can't you do this? And so I explained to her that here's the law, here's the label, here's the chemical, and this is why we can't do this. And she's like, oh, that makes complete sense. And so she actually called the other pest control guy over and said, hey, I just had another pest control company come and do a misting system. Could you add on to the boathouse for us? And he goes, absolutely. And she goes, really? Because our pest control company told us that it was illegal to do that. And he said, really? She goes, yeah. And he goes, I'll be right back. And he went next door and he cut the lines. <laughs> to the <laughs> Yeah, well, he, when you say illegal, especially as a pest control, I know you guys are, are you're regulated, right? Right, and absolutely. Then, but who's who really knows? There, there's not like a game warden. No, it, uh, we're regulated by the uh, Texas Department of Agriculture. Okay, so... Actually, there is a game warden. Game wardens actually check that stuff. That's part of really? the Really? Yeah. Well, especially when it comes so to the, fish and wildlife, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so you it's, got the... It's a crossover right there. Precinct, and and then they report two? it to the federal law because doing anything to water, especially a major waterway like like like... Lake like Conroe or someone? Trinity River. Lake Conroe is just a wide spot in the Trinity River. And uh, that's a violation of federal law. So you've got wow. a federal felony, a state felony. Yep. That's hardcore. So listener Bert uh, has a question that, um, you know, he works at a school. And so I'm going to kind of take his initial question and expand on it. Sure. So obviously pesticides, don't gargle with them. But you see out Good there. Call. 
that like you know <laughs> but you have oh this is safe and it's orange based and i you know when it comes to remedies whether it's it's business like a uh, 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 hardcore one like your business provides or the home remedy uh are there you know if there are kids around or pets or there is one better than the other or how do you handle that so i think the gist of the question is are are pesticides safe Right, or if they're safe or non-safe, which ones do you use? Right, and so my, my answer to that is always pesticides are not safe. Okay. There's not a safe one. They're, they're, they're chemicals. Um, and so when you start talking about, like, safe methods, people tend to go to, like, you know, essential oils, right. peppermint oil, cedar oil, and different things like that. And Also not safe. Predator urine. <laughs> yeah, predator urine is, is a net. I mean, like, that's, I mean, honestly, predator urine is probably safer than, like, some of the oils that people yeah. use. Um, oils is a weird one because a lot of people will go, well, like, this particular ant doesn't like the smell of this oil. And, like, there's, there's no, like, study out there that's actually, like, confirmed this or verified this information in a peer-reviewed study or any of that kind of stuff. At least not one that I'm aware of. If somebody's seen People one, hate ants that much. They're not even risking to do studies with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's here's the, 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 the truth of it. You can kill just about any kind of bug with Dawn soap, and it's because it's oil-based, Right. And it's because all, all insects don't breathe like you and I do. They, we breathe through our nose. They breathe through their entire body. And so if you coat the exterior of their body with an oil, they literally will suffocate to death. Pretty, and like you, you can, and this happens, I mean, like, not, please don't ever do this, but it happens very quickly with things like bees, which is why you'll see, you know, uh, some, some people spray their, their bushes and their, their foliage with soap, mm-hmm. sometimes in order to get rid of, other kinds of pests and then it gets on honeybees and that and that can affect the honeybees um so not not good so all these all these oils like if you if you have like this you know this spray can of peppermint oil and you see ants and you spray it on the ants it's going to kill the ants it's going to do nothing to control the colony like they, they could care less about the smell they don't i mean like they don't even know what peppermint is. Why would they care what peppermint smells like? I mean, like it's a oh, so it's not like a warning thing. It's no, just, okay, no, and like there's there's all like ant stuff is just weird in general. Like we have to coach people through like the the biology of an ant and the way that they act in their environment because there's all sorts of things that homeowners do in order to exacerbate the problem in the home. One of the worst <laughs> things they do is squish them, and and what they do is they squish them and then they call us. Squishing releases. You know, and this is this is actual science uh, <laughs> releases a danger pheromone in ants. And so, like, if you have ants in your kitchen and you get frustrated and you start squishing a bunch of them, and then you call a pest control company and say, "I've got ants in my kitchen," by the time that tech gets there, they've probably relocated to another place, place in the house. Um, and that because I'm a squisher, so yeah, everybody is. Everybody. So, is. so you just put a piece of bread down. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, like, what what we squisher. tell people to do is like, I'm not anymore because it's it's sort of like going to the I'm car mechanic. Door. You know, yeah. you take your car in, and, like, it was making a noise before, and now it's not. It's the same thing with us. We show up, and they're like, well, the ants were here, and now they're not. And we're like, what'd you do? <laughs> it's like the, bringing the car to the mechanic. I swear to God I was making that sound yeah. earlier. You say, Brett, you said you're not a squisher. You're I'm what? an am drawer. Am drawer. Oh, that's yeah. the... Uh, I, the and, I and, kick open... The, if I see a nest outside, I kick it open and put a little bit of amdro on it. And am, amdro will absolutely kill What's, fire ants. What is it, amdro? It's, it's a fire ant. Well, fire ants are the only ants I give a crap about. Leaf cutters don't 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 live far enough south so all i care about with ants yeah. is whether or not they're going to bite me we never get crazy ants far that far south we never yeah. get we never get the leaf cutters all we get is the fire ants and the fire ants i will kill all day yeah. and all night 
And, and the only thing that breaks my heart is that I cannot pour metal down into fire ant nests because <laughs> it will literally explode my yard. Oh, no. <laughs> no, because 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 of the moisture. Oh, OK. Yeah, I've seen the thing. Uh, so what about uh, the is boric acid a, a, another thing that doesn't work or do you no, know? It, it works. Oh, okay. it, but like, again, it's, it's sort of like the Amdro. Like Amdro is it's, it's, it's a fine product. But mm. like you get into like a small neighborhood and everybody's got Amdro. They end up chasing the ants from yard to yard. You're not you're not actually you're not you're not eliminating the colony. You've killed enough and stressed them out enough that they've just moved. And, and gone someplace else. Uh, so boric like acid. Next door with that little. So what is, is the nuclear option for fire ants, Greg? <laughs> uh, what we use is is a product called Extinguish Plus. Uh, we like it just because it was it was developed at A and M and it was designed uh, okay, specifically for the area. Um, well, I mean, like, yeah, I was kidding, yeah. no, I, <laughs> yeah, I went to A and M, but like, that's not why I like the product. It's you know, it was because it was designed here. It was built for Texas, mm-hmm. um, and it's we like it because like on the label, like you can put it out where cows are grazing. Um, it's just a nice product and it, it, they, it only, it's a, it's a dual acting poison in that it's a stomach poison as, as well as like an IGR. And so once they, they collect it, they gather it, they redistribute it. The ones that eat it, it'll you know, like actually deteriorate their stomachs. And, and then so visual. <laughs> and then the other ones, it, they act because they're feeding the brood, it'll actually prevent those that brood from developing to adulthood. And so it usually takes about two weeks to eliminate a colony. Uh, which is not as fast as people want results, but I mean, like it's the mm. longest lasting uh, results you're going to get. So we we typically like for most of, most homeowners, we only have to apply it once every six months, um, which is not not bad. Yeah. When you say apply, you but, mean just kind of spray the yard? Yeah, we we you know you you apply it like it's like a pound per acre is how you put it out. Um, I think that's I'd have to go back and and double check that. That's I think that's where it's at, but. Yeah, it's, and that's a does, service you offer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like a res- regular like home. Because I'm not going to say residential home because that bothers Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those guys. It's like that comma doesn't go there. Although I guess that was passive aggressive to even say that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it typically costs like 75, 80 bucks to do like a regular yard. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so like 100, 150 bucks a year to get rid of fire ants is not not too bad. So, what's your opinion of n- nicotinoids? Nick, uh, so, yeah, because that's it. That, what are these things? What are we talking about? This, this uh, is what they're blaming the honeybee decline on. One of the things. One of the actually, things. the honeybee decline isn't as bad as people are making it out to be. It was basically about 10 colonies in one regional area in northern Kentucky and Ohio that really su- sustained damage. There, there's there's lots of weird numbers getting floated around with the honeybee stuff. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of one of those deals... That you can, if you take different numbers, you can make it say what you want it to say, and yeah. and there's political and, and corporate interests at play here. So like you can you can go read a study by Dow uh, that that says that the honeybee population is actually rising, mm-hmm. um, and then just who was it that came out with it a couple of days ago? Probably Peter. No, it was. No. Um, anyway, there, there was there was another study that came out that said like, look, no, this is this is the worst it's ever been. Um, uh, it's it's a Sierra Club. Man, it was it was somebody on the yeah, on the Joe Rogan show that was talking. Keto, about, yeah. He's a he's a mushroom expert, but he was talking about one of the things that he studied is how certain kinds of mushrooms have actually shown to uh, oh, give resistance about. to uh, to um, diseases that honeybees are getting from the varroa mite. Um, it's like palmettis or something Mike, like that. Michael Pollan is that it? Or um, I, I can't think of the guy's name. He was on pretty recently. 
I could find it here in a little Bill bit. Nye. So it was the, Bill Nye. So, yeah. <laughs> so the nicotinoids. What nicotinoids. nicotinoids. Okay. So what, yeah. what is that? It's it's a t- it's a type of pesticide that honestly most people don't don't use around here. Yeah. Um, it, you can if they're you used buy, on if crops. you buy if you buy a if you buy a plant, especially a fruit plant, right. from Lowe's or it's, a, it's or Home there. Depot, it'll it'll have that. Yeah. It's in it's in the dirt. And the, and the way that the bees are getting it is by pollination. Paul Stamets. Yeah. Paul Stamets. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, re- really, Mushroom really guy. cool, interesting dude to listen to, by the way. Um, uh, I think in that show he's wearing like a mushroom hat. But <laughs> it's an interesting guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's all about mushrooms. He's man. all about, the, all mushrooms. about, all about the, mushrooms. the mushrooms. So, and he's he's actually done some studies to show that uh, certain kinds of mushrooms can get rid of carpenter ants. I mean, like, he's he's an interesting cat. So, but anyway, back to to your to your question about uh, nicotinoid neonicotinoids. Um, it's Kazuntite. it's yeah it's it has been. Yeah, they'll kill bees. Like, mm. no, not a question. Not a it'll question. It'll kill a lot of things. It kills a lot of things, and that's why that's why people use it is because you know we want to keep food production up. Yeah. And so it's it's you know do you, and so that that's kind of the the heavy lifting you have to do in that equation is like do we want to produce more food? Do we want to and, and but like to be fair, like we're not going to be able to produce as much feed food without the honeybees. Yes. So we need to do something to and and, and it's. You know, really, it just needs more research. We just need to figure out a better way to do it, and we can figure it out. Um, but a lot of these numbers that we're getting about honeybees, um, if you if you just took, and from what I understand, if you just take the North American numbers, mm-hmm. honeybees are doing great. They're actually on the rise. If you include Europe in those numbers, they're doing terrible, statistically. I mean, like, England has seen, like, one of the worst declines in honeybees and like they they're still fighting it and they and and they're saying it's and and they've banned these chemicals over there and so like a lot of people are going well maybe it's not entirely that um off some of the things that i've read my my and there's there's lots of factors one you have people who again can go online buy pesticides and just apply them however they want, you know, and so if they're spraying their bushes, if they're spraying their flowers, if they're spraying their tomatoes, whatever, like that's, it's going to affect colonies. And, and a lot of these pesticides that we use, if you don't apply them properly, yeah, they're going to, they're going to infect an entire colony pretty quickly because it's intended to be transferable by, by the insects rubbing together and, you know, touching antennas and touching feet and touching the same pollen and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, food distribution in the colony. Just like we do with the ants, the bees just happen to eat something different. Um, and, and so, one of the things that I think is actually going on is, you know, if you, like if you're in your personal diet, right? If every day all you ate was bacon, right? There is a god. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was flashing elsewhere. Yeah, no, continue, yeah. please. Yeah, no, if if all you ate was bacon, you would eventually get sick. <laughs> you know. You watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> and I'm not saying bacon's bad. Is this I, one of those A and M studies? No, 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 no. It, but like, <laughs> I'd sign up for that. Like, bacon, yeah, yeah, just make me a study subject. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Because I, I eat bacon all the time. But if it was your only thing that you ate, you would. I mean, like, cause, yeah, it doesn't fulfill all the nutritional right. requirements, right? And, and any 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 medicine eventually becomes a poison if you take too much of it. Well, the, you know, the big business with bees in our country is they actually move. You know, apiarists will load up semi trucks full of bees, and take them to almond groves, and take them to orange groves, and and take them to and like these these farmers are paying these guys to bring in the bees to mm-hmm. pollinate their crops, but that's the only thing those bees have access to and are able to eat, and and mm-hmm. and, and so they they have a very monolithic diet, and the weird part is, 
where bees are really healthy right now is in metro areas where there's train lines. And the reason, and part of the reason that they're hypothesizing that they're doing really well is these train lines are bringing in this buffet of pollen from farms outside the city into that area. And so you have like a, a lot of hotels now that are keeping bees on the roof. And you can you can actually go downtown to Houston to the um, the parking garage by the Marriott, mm-hmm. and they have like I think they have like six hives right there in the uh, George R. Brown that you can go see, and they're thriving. Oh, see, it's amazing. Now, why do they keep them? Well, for... there it's uh, one. There's a restaurant, and they they grow like some some tomatoes and peppers, and then they use the honey and some recipes in the restaurant. Okay, and so but like it's a showpiece for the George R. Brown, and it, it's a cool it's a cool thing to go watch for sure. And it's it's just on the second floor of the uh, from the uh, sky bridge, so it's okay. amazing what a little research will do. And because yeah, I have heard about oh honeybees are going away, we're all going to die. I think they're doing Doctor Who episodes about it and all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, Doctor Who! Again. But you know, to 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 point out the possibilities, uh, you know, I'll find a we, segue. We got to take our top of the hour break, dude. Okay, well, as I'll segue into so when we come back, like we were ta- <laughs> I was talking the other day with our guest of, about the Flat Earth Society, and I think the media is making us think there are way more members that maybe truly are. <laughs> what? 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 Dick and Skippy. He's what? talking about the comic book guy a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, well, that was like last week, man. It's so last We're at the week. end of this week. I remember week. things, though. There, there uh, were a lot of members to the Flat Earth Society, but they fell off. <laughs> that was pretty good. You're listening to Dickie Skippy here on Lone Star Community Radio. We're going to take our top of the hour ID break for Lone Star Community Radio. Stay tuned. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. 
Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Dell Institute, a 501c3 nonprofit, began in 2014 with a mission to strengthen the future of veterans through leadership and entrepreneurship training. We've invested over 1,400 hours of training in our veterans while connecting them with community entrepreneurs and leaders. Our mission is to continue investing in our veterans who have given so much for our country. Please join us in our mission by visiting velinstitute.org. That's V-E-L-Institute.org. Welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings, 10.06 on the dot on Friday. We made it to another Friday, uh, the 22nd of November, 2018, Anno Domini. Got special guests in the studio today. We got listener Brett, who schlepped all the way up here from North Corpus Christi to be with us today. <laughs> on his chuck wagon. <laughs> on his chuck wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have Craig Williams from Excalibur Pest Control. Uh, if you need your house taken care of pest-wise, there's all this contact information I put in the description of everything you're listening to us on right now. Or, Craig, if you want to, for our FM listeners and our app listeners, yep. 
Give out your contact info. Yeah, you can reach us at info at ExcaliburPest.com, or you can call us at 281-353-6366. Call in there. there. I'm presuming the website is ExcaliburPest.com. ExcaliburPest.com. There you go. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, all that kind of stuff. So i got to ask, how did you get into this gig? Did you wake up one Tuesday morning and say, I want to kill bugs? Uh, No. No. (laughs) No, my, uh, my dad... Uh, got a wild hair when I was 15 years old and decided to, to go into business for himself. Uh-huh. And uh, from about that time till I was about 27, he was always, hey, why don't you come over here and do this with me? Why don't you come do this with me? And I, was, I went in a completely different direction. Uh, until I, I tell heavy everybody. metal band. <laughs> it's the old story. Tale as old yeah. as time. No, he was yeah. in pest prevention or, <laughs> or save, pest, save, pest save, <laughs> save the crazy save the bugs. Yeah, that was my yeah. teenage rebellion. Our side. I was, <laughs> our side, side. I was picking people that caged raccoons. So please continue. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I tell everybody my brains kicked in when I was about twenty-seven mm-hmm. and said, you know what? My, my my dad's actually got got something good going on over there. I, I I might better better listen to the man. So I did. I've, I've been doing it, every, I, and I worked with him all along that that while begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but twenty seven, I, you know, I went in all the way. So so family. So did he start? Uh, so it was Excalibur his that you got into, or is Excalibur yours from his early? So it it had been in existence, I think, for almost fifteen years when he purchased it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So he, he bought it from a guy named David Smith. I mean, we're we're still good buddies with him. Two he, first names. You can't. Yeah. No, <laughs> He uh he just wanted to move on to something different so <laughs> so tell it on the timeout two S- first names yeah Smith Smith is the first name yeah. where, where where Smith and Weston no, <laughs> <laughs> okay ignore you on a technicality <laughs> so yeah uh, fifteen years old dad bought it yeah so then, the com- the company's yeah. been around about forty years now wow so but it's uh you know when when we got it it was it was really mainly focused on uh, commercial mosquito fogging. Okay. Um, which, you know, a lot of people tell me that they remember that because they grew up riding behind their bicycles with the trucks going down the road, putting the, putting the fog out. <laughs> yeah. So there, and that's, that's still a, a big part of, of pest control. We just, we, I think it was like 12 years ago, we sold that part of the business and, okay. and zeroed in on taking care of homes. Because I know, like, in the Woodlands in particular, the commissioner there, James Nowak, he is just nuts crazy about making sure everything is sprayed for mosquitoes. Uh, or mosquito kind, abatement is how no, he calls it. Kind of. Kind of. It's they, theater. Well, what's funny is he does it so much and talks about it so much, the one person that does get it, they're going to blame him. <laughs> yeah. so, like, if he didn't the, talk about it all the time, no blame him. I'm even in, like, the, you know, the ghetto portion of the Woodlands, but I'm telling you, we don't have mosquitoes. Yeah, that's I've because that's because you're up on hills and you're not near a lot of standing water. Oh, that, okay, have you met my twice flooded house? Because I'm surrounded by two creeks. Yeah, but it's wa- it's washing. The, the water was washing through. Yeah, but I'm in a I'm in but a dell. But it's the standing water that matters. Oh yeah, the water goes through your area. What happens is standing water is where mosquitoes lay their eggs. It's where the mosquitoes grow up. It's where the mosquitoes have lots of fun and have lots of sex and then lay more eggs. That's true. That sounds well, that's like a good dirty. life. Yeah. yeah, right. See, <laughs> see be a mosquito. I want to come back as a mosquito, right? <laughs> see, I'm the only boomer in the room, and I actually remember the days when they'd come through p- public parks with people there. Yeah. Fogging, literally fogging with these big old clouds of DDT. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. And so when I look out the window at two o'clock in the morning and the Missouri City Malathion guy is strolling down the street going, yeah. That's. That's that's their that's their idea of fogging. Is they they, they spray yeah. about every three seconds. My, my brother a, had a job. It's that like he was doing through, the two a.m. driving. Yep. 
drive. Uh-huh. Is that through you guys? No, it, I don't think it's so. It's like walking through your house with a can know. of Glade and when you're afraid that your dad's going to catch you smoking, you're like... Uh, well, yeah, yeah I, went with, one, I went with the one I went with the one time. Cool. Because that stuff's like $5 a can, you know. So, Brett, you're two years older than me? One year? One year. One year. So, this is what... I'm the so last year Zoomer. of the boomers. You're I'm the first, first year, year of the Xers. Zoomers. Yeah. Why doesn't he get a cool name like Boomer? I'm a Gen Xer. Because they're Gen X. Generation X. Hey, they went for it. They 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 yeah. took that and ran with it. You so know it. Like, that's, that's right. Not as cool as Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Boomer's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, See, I, get, I get to hate both sides equally. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm in the middle, so it's like you know, I roll my eyes. I'm a Zoomer, right? Uh, what am I? Yeah, you dork. probably fall like me You're into that in betweener of like ten year. Like, yeah, what are we? Because no. we're the, we're that generation that that kind of didn't have the internet, but like it was part of our childhood. When were you born? Uh, I was born in 80. 86. Hey, you're a Gen Xer. You were born in... 86. 86, you're a millennial. Yeah, uh, my son was born in 87. He's a but millennial. Did, there was, there was yeah. that thing that came out recently that people... I think it was between 80 and 92. There's like a, like a subdivided subsection of these two generations that intersect that are like, they didn't have the technology that people have in school now... Because they grew up with Suck like, it up. you know, they grew up with the, the Suck turn Suck it up off. and accept that you're a no, Gen I, you know, it's just like, See, because me and Skippy, we're in that same, in that 10 year area where I don't have 90% of the cultural references that most boomers have. He doesn't have 90% of the cultural references that, that, that Gen Xers, Xers have, right. but we're right there in that tween area. Yep. So it's like, you know, as far as it goes, suck it up and, and admit what you are, what, what, what you are. Yeah. And just deal with it because who cares? I just wanted to be a yuppie. I was just never rich enough for it. <laughs> so bummed about that. Why, who You're says too young you to can't be a yuppie? Be a yuppie? He's not a boomer. Yeah, boomer. Only boomers are yuppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boomers sound so, so much better. Yeah, I'm a boomer, baby. Yeah. Well, we did also grow up with the TI-83s. Yes. So to me, like we're, we're you know more advanced than these two. So. Which that was, that was the big deal, right? If you could hack those things and put video games on them. Well, yeah. see, Brett and I remember the days, because I, I remember this uh, vividly, uh, when computers were all over, you had to figure out what operating system you wanted to go with, so it was the Commodore versus the Amiga versus the Atari, and I went Atari for the longest time myself, and Brett did too the console wars? No, no, not no. consoles, computers. 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 <laughs> the Atari 520 ST okay. was, like, was yeah. my first one. Well, like and the, the Commodore 64, I mean, like, I mean, I, I guess technically it didn't have an operating, because you couldn't run any programs unless you had a floppy with the Commodore. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Most of them had enough uh, going. Then I had an IBM PS1. None of the computers green. could you run anything without a floppy. Right. That, th- this was back in the days when you could actually fit things on a floppy. Yeah. The yeah. floppy actually held more data than the computer, for oddly enough. Even though they were massive, you know. So, yeah. So I go to the store in Memorial City Mall called the Floppy Wizard. <laughs> and that's where yep. I got my computer, my, my first computer. And, you know, because you'd have wars going on. It was almost like the Cola Wars. Well, I'm an IBM. Well, I'm a I'm a Atari. I'm an Amiga. I'm I, IBM. I, um, PCs were not in that uh, were not in that argument. They ran on a completely different. They ran well, on a completely different hardware. And they had. And by the time I was buying computers, which was pretty late in life, um, they were on the MS-DOS system, which the great yeah. thing about MS-DOS was MS-DOS could be applied to multiple computers using the same hardware system. But I remember going to the Babbage's. Amiga, the Amiga, Atari, they, they were Mac Wars, they were all on the Motorola 68000 um, Yeah, chip. the Atari had a, the, their micro, operating system micro, was micro, micro Gem, Gem Desktop was Yeah, it had the there. Gem Desktop and... But you remember going to Babbage's? Is this and like, like a look, test? You're all just trying to... <laughs> like, no, we're just reminiscing. I'm I, actually still hung up on the floppy wizard. 
I mean, just, yes. it sounds like the most inappropriate it, it internet troll. It was the 80s. Manager. Everything was inappropriate. We had the Frito Bandito, <laughs> when we, you know, unironically. But it's right um, next to the Quick Stop. <laughs> right. The, um, the floppy wizard at the Quick Stop. Is but we'd go to Babbage's, which is the computer store, and we'd have to look for the new games coming out because it would say 97% IBM compatible when IBM was starting to, you know, come ahead in the mm. game. Yeah. And there'd be, like, portions of a game where it would just stop working because you were in that 3% where it didn't work. Uh-huh. Those were the days. You know, speaking of technology, for a pest control, you know they try to sell those things that you plug into an outlet, and it says, like, oh, it releases a... Glade air freshener? No, it's like a signal or <laughs> like, something. The, the Sonic. Oh, yeah. yeah. My mom bought me a couple of those, because yeah. I, I stuck it up in my attic to try and get rid of that darned raccoon, and I apparently yeah, he just... He, yeah. he laughed at it. Yeah. I think you need a boombox. It'll annoy that. your dog, though. It'll, it'll give you some crossover on your hearing aids. I mean, that's... <laughs> it's Yeah. That, no, that I would believe, actually. So. But, uh, yeah, okay. I wondered about that, because for years, up in my, my attic, I just had this thing that would go... Peep. You know, yeah. the light flashing. They, they are doing some interesting, and they, they haven't made it to where, like, we can apply it or use it yet, but they're doing some interesting research with ozone applications. Um, and it's it's sort of like um, having that the house um, tented, mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to tent it. You just, you know, everyone has to leave the house, and they just fill the house with ozone, and it, it kills everything. So... Is that why there's holes in the ozone? Because we were taking we're and putting it in the house? Of, yeah. No. Yeah, no, Can't you believe that's it. That's not it. That's Can't no. believe it. I knew somebody was doing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, we got a new conspiracy <laughs> theory, Dick. We haven't had I love one in a while. Yeah. No, they, they make ozone is machines. Is that what jets are it's, really it's doing? Big, is they're really consuming pests. the ozone yes. and storing it? Yes. And when they land, that's why it takes an hour to take off next, because they're unloading yeah. the ozone? It's so heavy. Yes. They go up, they collect the ozone, they drop off the contrails that have the mind control drugs in them. No, Well, no, that's just a benefit. That's a side effect. That's a side effect benefit. Get it right. Come on, guys. Yeah, so we, you know you have big farmers. That's right just now. We got big pests, and they're, <laughs> That's right. they're in charge of the ozone depletion. I knew it. I knew it wasn't spray-on deodorant. That's right. We've been harvesting it for years. Yeah. <laughs> so it many, makes you feel better. It's mostly over Australia. And I was about to say, cares? how many people in the, you know, the South Pole actually sprayed uh, deodorant up in the air? So we all know it was a lie. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it, it's, I guess, theoretically, it's a pretty safe application because I mean, like, it has zero residual. And it's like, and once it once it's applied, it's just it dissipates. But it, like while it's there, it, you know, kills everything in the house. So nice. But like, well, again, how do you clean it up though? See, that's the one thing I always wondered: is you can kill everything, right? But how long does it take a, a cockroach nest to decompose? Ozone's hilariously volatile. Oh, the cockroach nets? Well, I'm just yeah. curious. Like, if you literally kill every living thing besides you know your kids inside your house, right? Like, how long does it take for everything to decompose? Like, if you have a rat that's in a wall, yeah. How long is it? Like, the, what's the solution? Are you just let nine it decompose? Days. It takes nine days for it to fully decompose, so you can no longer smell it. Really? Well, yes. It, well, and that that that's true, but it depends on the temperature on the exterior and the size of the rat. So, like, if it if it's consistently like forty two degrees outside, corn rat. Yeah. it's not going to it's not going to take, take So you just basically, if you know you have dead animals, just turn up the heat. I mean, I guess you could. I mean, <laughs> bake bake the rat. You know, what is great about that is I know Rats I get to eat. You no, know, I can see I can see Holly going. What are you doing? I was like, we're just Cooking gonna go. Rats. We're gonna go hang out in a hotel or stay at mom and dad's for a bit. And she's like, why are you turning it up to uh, ninety <laughs> degrees? Like, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't but, ask me I mean, questions. You say that, but like people pay big. Like hotels in particular pay big money for heat treatments, and, yeah. and so they they go in and they cook the rooms at like two two twenty. So and it's but it's for bed bugs. I mean, that's really the only. What you mean, like 
Bed they, bugs. They, no, are they I bring mean, in heaters? Yeah, they bring in degrees. massive yeah. commercial heaters. Holy cow. I have um, no idea. And it's it's pretty expensive to have it done to your home because, I mean, like, you got to go through there and any, anything somebody. that has a melting point. Well, I was about to say, that, um, that's a dangerous... Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing. What about yeah. the water bed? <laughs> the steam bed now? People, yeah. still, people still have yeah, sauna? See, that's the problem, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Wait, do really people still have water beds? That's but, a good I, question. I don't know. But 220 is low enough that, not, that most of the things in your house are not going to combust unless you have a water bed. Because you live in 1975. Hey, I had one of the 90s. Yeah, you You got a boomer bed? (laughs) You got a boomer or Gen X bed? I do have a boomer bed. Yeah, they're called mangers. an old-style rail-type regular full-size bed with the head and the foot. I don't have a platform bed like you young folks do. I have has, a rail he's bed. He's got hay and cloth. We got feather and cloth. That's what our beds See, are. See, Gen X beds were better. We were the ones that, you know, they, they kind of spin around slowly. A little, you know. <laughs> that was the Gen X bed. I like it. Are, are these round? Is that yeah? Yeah, the big old the Austin Powers thing. Yeah, he's a circulation problem. Yeah, I had a so water bed in the nineties. So you know, back off that. I don't know where you got that round bed. What kind of freaky at freaky sex <laughs> hotel you've been going to? But well, if you can't go, if you can't bring Skippy to the freaky sex hotel, he calls you it bring the, the freaky sex. <laughs> <laughs> Come live with the pest. Yeah, the Motel Four charged me the by the hour. What, where do you see Craig? I know we're talking about uh, you know. Pest control. What do you see the technology taking pest control? Uh, like, are drones going to be a part of anything? Well, like, we, we use drones. Absolutely. Is that just for surveying or is it actually for delivery? But we uh, use it for inspections. Okay. Yeah. Tiny machine gun nests operated <laughs> by computer. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, what, if you guys haven't seen, there are they're arming some drones with flamethrowers to deal with like. I just wasp- saw today there was yeah. a, on Facebook someone. I thought it was one of those Babylon Bee Joker no, things. But yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's legit. A, I mean, it's a drone with a flamethrower to deal with uh, hornet nests. Um, which I'm fully supportive of. Hornets are awesome. <laughs> Wait, so that's actually a recommended way to get rid of hornets is a flamethrower? No, but it's, I don't know that it's recommended. It's fun uh, <laughs> and effective. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know why anybody would want to get rid of any family of wasps that wasn't actually living in their attic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, because like we've we've gone through where people have had ground hornets like in their front yard. Wasn't that, and those, those can be wasn't very that the My Girl thing? Or that was that bees? I think those I think were bees. Bee. Those were bees. they're basically the same thing, right? Uh, spoilers. No, no, no. They no. can. They both sting, but like so, uh, more people are allergic to to bees than they yeah. are wasps and hornets. So, and I think that was the issue. I got stung by and, wasps, and, and, and it was painful, but that was it. I stepped on a bee once, and my foot swelled up to yeah, Oedipus size. Well, and the cool thing about wasps and hornets is that if a hornet stings you or a wasp stings you, it puts a pheromone on you. That says to every wasp and hornet in a five mile radius, come there. Hey, come, ske- hey, yeah. come sting this guy. He's a jerk. Exactly. <laughs> Is that why? That makes sense. Because I got stung by like nine times on my arm. Yeah. And it was nuts. I was like, because I was like, oh, I'm away. Ow, what the heck? And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm still running away. I'm like, what is going on? Do I have to jump yeah. in the pool? And then I was. And that's, it's actually true of bees, too. I mean, like they, oh, have, yeah. they have a similar pheromone that, you know, alarms them and says, like, look, Danger here, so, attack. Long story short, yeah, flamethrower is perfectly acceptable for them. Yeah, it's it's, it's safer. It's safer for dealing with them if you don't want to get oh, up close and personal. Um, and plus, it's just so damn fun. Yeah, but it only well, works for you... ones that nest in trees and and things like that. So, I mean, like, so, so you're saying not to take a flamethrower to the ones in my attic? <laughs> I, I don't know that that'd be a good idea, but yeah, it's your house. You can do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Insurance paid up. Check. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, there's ones that that nest in the ground, like bumblebees nest in the ground. There's uh, what what a lot of people call uh, yellow jackets are actually paper wasps. True yellow jackets actually nest in the ground, yeah, like dirt ground, dirt ground, okay. underground, yeah, subterranean. That's interesting. So, I'm, I'm, I'm learning lots of really cool stuff about 
pest type stuff today. No. Well, if there is something like you were saying that you can use pests to control pests, right? Uh, what do you think is the, especially here in in Texas, where do you see people? What do you recommend? Kind of like, like you said, don't kill, you know, wasps, wasps and stuff that are not in your house. But well, I, I, I differentiate with folks just because if you have kids and stuff. I imagine it's like, hey, these yeah, kids are idiots. They're like gonna... like red wasps are very aggressive, and like you know, if they're on your house, just get rid of them. I mean, like they're. They're the devil's bug. Um, you mean those big red hornets? Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're awesome. I have them. They, 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 they come around my house. They, well, they get lost and they get and they get into my garage. Yeah, and they just sit there bouncing off the window all day. Yeah, yeah, and like they, they serve a purpose for sure. Uh, mm. But like as far as having them run your home, like I just it, they're no good. I mean, like they will they will come at you and they're aggressive. What what is what is beneficial <laughs> are the are the the dirt daubers. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just yeah. a different different thing altogether. They they're not aggressive. They really don't sting. I mean, like they'll land on you and they they would never sting you. They can. They just don't. And they're beneficial because they eat spiders. Anytime you get like those little mud pockets mm-hmm. on the side of your house, which that can be annoying. But if you break one of those open, you'll find a bunch of spider carcasses and stuff in there. So that that's a form of natural pest control that you can help encourage. Okay. Most people just don't like having the mud you know blocks on yeah. the, and it will it'll it'll stain the brick and well, it the, keeps away the jehovah's witnesses from my house so. <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to offend any jehovah's witnesses who might be listening to me so come but, and, come and talk to me yeah because i always wondered especially if you live uh, a lot of people who live here it's different like there's there's suburban homes and right. then there's acreage homes and yep. it's like everything's a little different and, and it, it is different based from home to home. And that that's for us that's why we really wanted to focus in on on homeowners is because like every home is different. Every situation. It's, some people live in the deep woods, some people live like right up on top of one another, some people are in apartments, some pe- like there's all sorts of different scenarios and so you really kind of have to specialize in order to get good control mm-hmm. uh, over what's going on in in that house. And we live in like the worst area too cuz it can get really hot. Yes. And then it can get really cold. Yeah, it, it it it's a full season business. I mean, because yeah. like, I mean, like, because if you live up in Canada, you don't really have a bug problem, do you? Well, you will in like the like you will in like the spring and the summer. Okay. And then when it gets really really cold, you might have stuff happening inside, um, where you can get into trouble in places like that. Is because you in the winter time you're going to start dealing with like specialty issues that are rare and and you know as most everybody knows, rare means expensive. And so you'll you'll have like beetles hatching. One of, like we we've, we've run into this a few times. A lot of people bringing uh, rustic wood into their home, like reclaimed wood from like old barns. And oh, okay. Uh-huh. Things things like that, you know. And it, it's cool looking stuff, right? I mean, like people like to decorate their homes with it, and they you know make you know mantle pieces out of it. Not unlike, <laughs> <not> unlike <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah. Watch. He's going to tell us a story about somebody with a bunch of with a bunch of bark roaches or yeah, it was, big old black bark bark beetles coming out. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what house. happened. And they're like, "We don't understand what's going on." And it's like, "Well, okay, what's what's been happening in this house?" And like, "Well, we've done some remodeling." Okay, what'd you do? Well, we brought them this we, and they start showing us everything. It's like, "Okay, so that piece of wood right there, you see how there's like sawdust at the bottom. They hatched because they got into a nice environment inside here and and then they just came out in the house and they're going to find something else. Or like if you buy like a used piece of furniture that been, has been in granny's house for the last 60 years, you know, they can come out of like a chair leg or something like that. And so that's like in places like Canada and up, you know, Northern, you know, North of the Mason Dixon line, that's when you start dealing with problems inside people's homes is because they bring those things into the house where it's nice and warm and things start hatching. And, and so then you start having to deal with things. All that Amish furniture you're buying. Yeah. You got to go through that. Yeah, Exactly. 
Yeah. I mean, you just got to be careful what you bring in your house. Keep the banana trees out of your yard. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's wrong with banana trees? Uh, well, they don't produce bananas. George, un- if, 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 if you have a them. single freezing day, a banana tree, will, and it's not really even a tree, will, will not produce bananas. Ever. Ever. Each, each year, if you have a single freezing day, it will not produce bananas that year. And wood roaches love banana trees. They and palm trees. And palm trees. Yep. So it's just love them. Nice. Well, so why do we even live in houses? Like, w- if we lived in the sky, would it be all right? <laughs> or what kind of pest controls would we have in the Are sky? Voltan from Flash Gordon, the, the hawk men, the well, hawk people. Honestly, most most people bring bring the problems home. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Especially yeah. if you have neighbors. Like, you can't control your neighbors. And if you live in an apartment or you know townhouse or a suburban house, you know, you're close to everything. It's like, man, our neighbor just doesn't take the trash out every week. It's right. kind of concerning. Yeah. And so. The one that shocks people a lot now that I, I keep having to have the same conversation, which is fine, but like I, I keep having what I call the Amazon talk with people. And like because everyone's like a Prime member now, and the, like you, everyone likes it, it's two-day shipping, you get all this cool stuff from Amazon. Well, they don't care what else they ship to your house, right? And so like m- what most people do is they, you know, if, if they bring those packages to your house and it's on the front doorstep, you pick it up, you bring it inside, you put it on the kitchen counter. You pick it up, you bring it inside, you put it on the bed. And... That's yeah, yeah. They brought that product to your home, but there could be other things in that box, like roaches and you know invasive species. Well, so much for my Amazon Prime membership now. I'm just yeah. But I mean, it's it's an easy habit to get into to just say like, look, when I when I come home, there's an Amazon package on my doorstep. Bust out the old pocket knife, open it up, get out what you want, and throw the rest of it in the trash. Um, And and this is true. And this is this is why a lot of people moved away from paper bags at the grocery store. Because they're bringing roaches and stuff home, it's it's a lot harder for those bugs to hide in plastic bags, even though they're not as environmentally friendly. Uh, people got sick of bringing mm. roaches home from the grocery store. Most plastic bags these days are PLA. They're completely bio. They're they're completely biodegradable. Yeah, yeah. They've they've changed the way. And, and well, and then you know the uh, like if if you're like an Aldi's shopper, people you have mm. to bring your own bags. Yeah. And my issue with that with people is I tell them like, look, you need to wash these things. Like mm-hmm. they just keep yeah. reusing them, reusing them, reusing them, and they don't they don't do anything to clean them out, and so they're just bug havens. It's like clean clean yeah. the bags out. I mean, like they, you've literally been carrying food. Bits so now I'm flashing back. Okay, Brad will remember this, and you being in the business, there was a really so bad it's good monster movie in the '70s. It was called Bug with <laughs> Bradford Dillman, and it's about these sentient flying cockroaches that take over this. <laughs> Of the southwestern town, yeah. and at the end, he's the bug doctor sent to find them. And at the end, they form out words on the wall like "we live" and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and then they all die. But, oh, because they, they rub their legs yeah. together and they ignite. Because the lady, there's one on the phone. Lady picks up the phone and catches on fire. Cause, oh gosh! Yeah, so they're they're like uh, is, igniting, self igniting, flying radioactive cockroaches with. with it was basically American uh, International's answer to Willard and Ben. Yeah, it yeah, absolutely was. Because uh, Willard and Ben was the um, rat. I know it was the rat, but who? What was the production company that that did it? It was. Uh, it wasn't Hammer. Was it? Was it, the, was it RKO in Orchid its last Man. dying spasms? It could have been. R- I think it was RKO at the end. Yeah, because I mean, when you're talking cheap movies, American International and, and American RKO, International Hammer and RKO. Hammer, we have no idea what you're talking about, huh? And no you and you do about. a film show, Dick? Yeah, RKO Studio. You know everything. Well, RKO was the one that distributed all the Disney stuff. Back in the day, yeah, as well. As they King were Kong. until Disney created Buena Vista. Buena Vista, yeah, mm-hmm. because cool. they weren't legally. <laughs> because back in the day, when we kept giant corporations from owning everything, yeah, Disney wasn't legally allowed to own 
a theater distributions theaters now they can and production yeah so they created Buena Vista which was technically a separate a separate company like Miramax for, so they could start releasing yeah. R-rated oh I thought Miramax was built so he could take advantage of women <laughs> well Buena Vista had a different had a separate board from from the Disney Corporation so it was actually a separate company enough to to pass the law but I mean They've dropped so many of the laws, and most of those laws haven't actually been repealed. They're just not enforced. Yeah. That it's... Kind of like bugs know. on a canal thing. Bug yeah. spray on a canal. Yeah. So Those aren't enforced. Those hold are. on. I, so I, I'm fancying myself now as an expert in this field because uh, listener Bert has a question, but I think I can answer it. He asks, uh, where do you think geckos come from? And uh, Bert, They're they native. come from their mommy's tummies. <laughs> when, when a mommy gecko and a daddy gecko love each other very much, that's where the geckos okay. come from. Red geckos are native, dude. I didn't say red gecko. I was a gecko. Are there eggs? Or are well, they there's actually... like what? How many species of geckos are there? Well, there's uh, well, there's the Anatoly lizard, which some people call geckos, which are like the green and brown ones that change color. Is that the, the anole? The commercials and then the anole. And then the, the the geckos are like the they can be sort of like whitish with brown spots. Yeah, white and pink with a, with yeah. a, with a suction cup feet. Yeah. Now, what about the uh, you know the Australian one in the commercials? Is that a the gecko or is that a? Are you talking about the gecko commercials? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I mean, it's it's a cartoon. <laughs> but I mean, what are they based? No, I know that. I thought that they trained a guy to speak in Australia. But I'm saying, what's that one based on? I, probably the Anatoly lizard. Anatoly lizard. Yeah. yeah, that's what he looks like to me. Yeah, at least so much for truth in advertising. Yeah, so it's he, actually he's asking, based on a South American gecko. So he should have a South American accent, not sure, not New Zealand. Well, he's he's a cultured lizard. He's that, got a <laughs> British accent, but okay. What? Well, so he's asking where they come from. I, I assume he means like how do they get in the house? Uh, I would guess. I'd say you just squeeze under the door, but that's well, that's my thought. You know, Your cats they're, bring them in. They're actually pretty smart. I mean, like they will at, at nighttime. Yeah, they sell car insurance. Well, they on. you know people people <laughs> tend to leave their porch lights on at night, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and and bugs hang out there, right? And when they are drawn to the light, wait, so can, they, can you repeat that for my wife's benefit, please? A little louder. Yeah, if you leave the light on on the front porch, it attracts bugs, which attracts lizards. So there yeah. you go, honey. Yep. So and what the geckos do is they're not they're not stupid. When it gets chilly outside, they'll hang out by the door because they can feel the warm air coming through, and they'll mm-hmm. wait for you to open the door and then scurry in. So, I mean, like, they're not they're not just like... Oh, I've done the same thing. Yeah. It, now, are they destructive? Because I, I kind of think they're kind of cute, and when they run around outside... No, they're, no. they're very beneficial. They eat lots of bugs. Cool. Um, they, they, they freak people out just because of the way they move. They, they kind of have, like, a snake... You know, movement to as their body. As long as they got legs, I don't care. Yeah, it's but it's difficult to tell if like you're kind of far away because it kind of does like standards a, are really low for Skippy. <laughs> yeah, it is, if it's a snake or a spider, just die horribly. Otherwise, I really don't care. Live and let live. Yeah, no, they're, they're really they're really beneficial. What what can happen though sometimes, um, and, and not so much with the geckos, but the Anatolies, they'll get up in people's attics, and and start scratching on the ceiling, and people think that they have mice and rats. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you have somebody that knows what they're looking for, they can come in and identify. Oh, it's what's okay. Going my on. raccoon will scare them. That's right. Raccoon so will good. eat that. I've got an anole in my bathroom. It's just just a little little green anole. Yeah. Some people call them chameleons, but they're really anoles, and they. Why do you keep it in your bathroom? T- no, it just moved in a couple of weeks say, ago, is, and it's. Does he and, set up shop in there? Does he have a? He's just hanging around, and anything that comes in, because things come, because because it's the 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 the, the guest bathroom, which. Oh, okay. Uh huh. I usually I use it I use it for for my daily business, but we don't use it for bathing or anything like that because, you know, we live in the master bedroom and we don't have any children anymore because my daughter is thirty five, well thirty four. She's thirty four now. She's thirty four. She'll be thirty five in June. Um, God, I'm old. <laughs> well, you're a boomer. Hey, my granddaughter <laughs> turned ten yesterday, so you know. Oh. Okay, millennial. 
That's All right, Boomer. <laughs> just call me Millie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just moved in and it eats whatever bugs crawl up through the uh, through the unused sewage line there. Yeah, I mean it. it it happens quite a, quite a bit, actually. You know? Oh, sorry. Apparently, it was a trick question. It was like, where do they originate from? Their, their country of origin. Oh, the country Apparently of origin. They're Mexican. Oh, damn geckos crossing our borders, it, taking American gecko jobs. They're native. <laughs> well, so. technically, we're in Mexico, right? If we're going back that far. Yeah. Well, well technically, we're in pan- New Spain. If you want to go, yeah. Well, how far, how far back do we need to go to make sure we're, you know, appropriate? I guess, I guess we're also so in Louisiana. I mean, is that well? T- <laughs> technically, we're from the no, super- no, not even a little. No, we're, technically, we're all from the supercontinent Pangea or Ur, isn't it? Both names. Ur came first, and then it split, started splitting into Pangea. Uh, we were all one big continent before they all started. You know, it was Ur, Ur, Ur you are. Then it was uh, is this is this Lauritania a- and. Australiana, something like that, and mm. then it was, and then it Pangea. was Pangea, mm-hmm. and then it spread into the current seven continents. Well, actually, technically six. You continents. can like reverse engineer our continents; they all fit together into one big one, and that's how we started. It's kind of like how we're flat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, plate tectonics isn't the same <clears throat> as flat Earth. Okay. <laughs> you sure? I mean, it sounds the same to me. Plate tectonics is you can okay the Andes, not the Andes, the uh, Himalayas. The Himalayas and the Alps are both constantly growing mountain ranges because different plates are Because we're on the back of a into, turtle? Huh? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's it. Never mind. We're on a turtle. That makes sense. We're on Problem a turtle, solved. on a whale, on a hot girl, floating through space. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Which is really just a black velvet cloth. Sounds like a, a Grateful Dead song. I can't remember the guys, but you could also be like the guy that uh, does the Dilbert comics. He uh, he thinks that we're just we're living in the Matrix. Scott Adams. Scott Adams. Yeah, yep. he's he's a big uh, Matrix fan. It sounds like. Well, he th- he thinks that we're just living in a in a synthetic reality, like it, we're not actually here. We're experiencing it. Dilbert Scott Adams. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, I mean, I mean, he may have changed his mind, but he, I mean, he used to. Talk that's a pretty about strong that. point to stand on, right? It's like you know what, guys, this is what I believe. Yeah, yeah prove I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, one thing I always wondered is, you know, that that the joke is the cockroaches will outlive us all, right? Now, is that are they saying that because the way they were able to pass on their lineage, or is that just saying like, is that is not saying a single cockroach could be alive no. for a million years, right? No, no. I mean, so, now, some spiders can live a long time without food and water and things like that, but I, what they're referring to is just like the, the turnaround time, right? Okay, so for me to have cockroach babies and then... Yeah, I mean, like it's... I mean, compared to us, it's nothing. I mean, like... A day? Like two weeks. Okay, and then you just keep going until they die they can keep producing until they die right and so like yeah. you know if you if you have a natural disaster you, i mean like they can hatch they don't really need like parental care in order to survive necessarily so like you can i mean like like with us you kill the adults like you're going to end the species right because yeah. there's no one to care for the young with them it's like as long as there's eggs no big deal that's crazy and they've existed largely unchanged for over 100 million years no I mean, their size changes, but that's based on how much oxygen is is in the air. But. Whoa! So you're saying if we have a lot of oxygen, these things suckers yeah. get like frisbee size? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's they're they're a lot. What a lot of people talk about is like resistance, right? That like you know we we're gonna have to because they they think that the cockroach is going to evolve and and be able to beat <laughs> what we're what we're throwing at them, and that that's that's Ooh. just ne- it's never been the case. I mean, like the the chemicals are the chemicals, and they work. The, the the only one that's really shown any resistance to anything that we do is like a flea. 
and really all we just we just tweak and, and move on and, and most people are happy to kill fleas roaches are relatively easy to, to kill the the issue becomes the difficulty in controlling them is is controlling the people in the environment causing the yeah. issue that you know creates a conducive environment so which you know some people just aren't clean and are lazy and don't want to deal with that and you know, well, you're going to have cockroaches. And some people live in Texas, and they're going to have wood roaches in their house because yeah, they live in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, hot, cold doesn't matter. They're going to. They're and I tell people all the time, like, look, when it's hot outside, they're going to follow the cold air in your house. When it's cold outside, they're going to follow the warm air into your house. Yeah. What about scorpions? Yeah, scorpions are really only a problem up here, and but they're very rare. Yeah. And and they're, I mean, and they don't like to be out in the open. I actually had one in my house just a couple weeks ago. So, but they will rock you like a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all thinking it. <laughs> Brett, is that, is that a boomer reference? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yes, it I know, was. I was just, it was, it was totally a boomer was reference. <laughs> no, I, yeah, because I've, I've seen scorpions before, but not like around my house. It's always been when we go camping or something, and I'm like, oh, cool, scorpion. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they are you really play cool. play with a dick. And they're, they're yeah. really good at controlling other insects. I mean, because that's what they eat. Is other bugs? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I mean, and they, when they sting you, it's like a bee sting. It's not well, like, like I'd, I'd much rather get stung by a bee. Really? Oh yeah. I guess it depends on. I'd rather not get stung. Ones can kill me. you. It's the, the big black ones. It's like a bee sting. The little brown <coughs> ones can actually. But are the brown kill ones here? The, the, say what now? What's like the like here in Conroe, Montgomery County? Where are the, where are the most dangerous insects or bugs or pests? City that Hall. people need to be aware of because like i've seen black widows at my parents house yeah but that was by the water that was by when i was cleaning brush and stuff and i was like that's a black widow that's so right cool. yeah no there are there are black widows uh you know and it was huge it was like yeah. that big like yeah and that's, that's the thing is like they're very dangerous but they're uh-huh. also really easy to spot and usually if you're if you find one it's you're you're going into an area where there hasn't been people for a long time yeah that's and, what, there, and that's, there's there's rare you know exceptions to that like the, i i had one where there was a warehouse full of them over that the uh, industrial park um and for whatever reason they just decided to move in there in mass um but for the most part i mean like the last time i found one it was in a water meter box you know that someone hadn't opened in months um same thing with with uh, the brown recluse like I, I tell a lot of people will call us i got a brown recluse in my house and like it's just <laughs> it's just not it's usually not the case it's usually like a brown spider um, they call them a recluse for a reason. They don't want to yeah. be around any light, <laughs> any noise. You know, like they just they want to be away from it. Most most people that get bit by them are sticking their hand up in a spot that's really dark and hasn't been invaded in a while. <laughs> Man, so, got the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Now. So, but as far that's as like, why I got bit because I I was putting my I was doing stuff in my in my father in law's work shed. And He's just a dirty person too. That father in law. <laughs> I think he did it on purpose. No, he, he just bro- actually didn't hey, use Brett, his work hey, shed son, for a long time. And I was trying for me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Don't speak ill of the dead boy. They have sp- eerie powers. Uh, you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got bit on my arm by a, by a brown recluse, and I didn't. I never even saw it because it was a tiny. tiny oh yeah, they're tiny small, very things. small. I ain't dealing with that. Yeah, okay. that live in webs. Feel free to get off the topic of spiders. If you see a brown <laughs> spider walking on your floor, that's not a brown recluse. Right. They more, live in webs. Yeah, more more than likely. I mean, like yeah. they they do move around. But so like, spiders are kind of the most dangerous things we got going on here. If you're asking my opinion, yeah. t- it's it's the ground hornet by far. I mean, just just because they they can be so aggressive and because I've never seen one of those. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like I haven't. They're pretty rare. Which uh, ones? Velvet bees? No, velvet the, ants. The velvet ants. That was, that, see, those aren't those aren't even really that because those are a solitary ground wasp, yeah. and they're not even like an ant. Um, 
And that, I mean, they'll hurt you. You're talking about Don't, things that build little things and they fall in and they get it. No, sometimes people, uh, okay. these, uh, they're red and black striped and they're big and you'll see them walking through yeah. a field. People call them cow killers, uh, yeah. red velvet ant, all, all kinds of, they're basically oh, so there's poisonous or something. Oh yeah. They, like they, oh yeah. They'll hurt you. Um, they're and, all poisonous. Yeah. But like the, to me, the, the reason I say ground hornet is because like one ground hornet, it's not like a bee. They can sting you multiple times. Oh, and so like if you step on that nest and like 20 of them come out, you know, those 20 can hit and how you. how big are they? Uh, they're like the size of my pinky, right? 20 of them come out? Yeah. That's like a horror story right yeah. there. Like, You're right. Where yeah. are these located? Here. I mean, like <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not, they're not like abundant or anything, but like they're here. Um, but that's if you own like a lot of land, kind of thing, or no, is that like, like, no. like I, I could find one at that like right in that little area behind the parking thing right there. They're like loose, loose, easy to dig ground. Yeah. So if you're in a new if you're in a new neighborhood, they're more likely to be there than they are. In a okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's sand, so sandy creepy, soil. Man. And plus, you yeah. can see them. It sounds like you can see them pretty easily. Um. Sometimes. Sometimes. Ooh, don't so I'm safe because they hate gumbo, right? They what? They hate gumbo, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? They hate gumbo. Gumbo is a black clay soil found uh, in. I think about the in, food. Not, not in our definition. Not, Gumbo is what we get. The not delicious Cajun. soup. Yeah. <laughs> so would you, uh, Craig, when someone's buying a house or living in a house or living anywhere, what do you recommend for somebody to be get educated? Like, do they just call you? Because it sounds like you educated every one of your clients. Yeah. So, so we, we do, and like um, we're happy to come into their home and actually meet with them. But I mean, like we we put a lot of this content up on our Facebook page. And we do like a series of videos called Quick Tips, Tips and Tricks. And so, like, there's something seasonal going on. We're going to get on there and talk about it. It's usually me, uh, you know. Because, you know, we uh, we only have about ten more minutes. You also co-host a podcast that we actually air here called the Homeowner Show. Yeah, and yeah. you cover a wide variety, which is on Wednesdays at eleven. Wednesdays at eleven, yeah. Uh, here on Lone Star Community Radio. And you also, it's a podcast, so you guys can you can subscribe to it on pretty much wherever you subscribe yeah, to podcasts. Yeah, if you're on too. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever, yeah. you, you can find it on there too. But you talk about homeowning, so it's not just pest control, right? And and part of the reason that we that we started that show is because we we kept running into homeowners that like just they need to know things about their home, and it's difficult. It's becoming increasingly difficult to find professionals to come in and deal with the the issues in your home, and and so we wanted to bring those guys in and and be have them have a conversation with us about what their specialty is and what it is that they see and what it is that they do that's a little bit different. And, and so that people can kind of pick up on the jargon and pick up on the systems that these guys are using to operate their business. Because it's, it's intimidating if you've never had to fix your AC to like bring somebody in and, and then to start talking about like all these technical terms that you've never heard before mm-hmm. and, and really understand what they're talking about. Um, and, and also it gives these guys an opportunity. Most guys that are really good at what they do have a hard time marketing themselves, you know? And so we wanted to give them an opportunity to come in and actually just have like a regular conversation. Not like you, cause it sounds like you, you don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. You're really good at marketing yourself. But no. <laughs> well, clearly if you guys have been listening to the past two hours, you do know what you're talking about. I, I hope so. I mean, I guess I could just be spitballing, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, how crucial is pest control? Because to me, like, my life, I know it's crucial because of my wife. Right. Because I know what will happen if I don't take control of that situation. Right. 
And it and it has nothing to do with actual like I'm afraid of being bitten. Physical danger, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's because my wife will flip if she sees a cockroach and she'll think yeah. they're everywhere. Well and, and so and, and you can probably attest to this being married now. Like you know, mental anxiety and psychological issues in the home can wreak a lot of havoc more so than some physical things can can do. I mean, like you know, if your home is an unpleasant place to be because you're constantly anxious about the cockroach or the spider yeah. or what you know, like it's just it makes your home an unpleasant place to live and that's not fun for anybody. So in, in that regard, it's absolutely crucial. But then you have other things like... I mean, if you have those ground hornet things, that, that would... Well, yeah, I mean, there's... Like, there's I feel like you need to call you right then. I'm like, I feel like it's on. a moving target because, I mean, the word's control, not elimination. Right. Yeah. And that's what you're... De- and that's that's why it's a maintenance program. It's not it's not a one-fix, one-time fix thing. I mean, like you... What we like to say is you want, you want someone with experienced eyes on your property to tell you about existing issues and potential issues. Because potential issues can end up costing you way more money than you know, like spiders and roaches and things like that. I live next to a landfill. What do I do? Uh, Move. Get, get yourself some bait stations, man. Some some rodent bait stations. Absolutely. Uh, if you're now, next to a landfill, let's are say. You next, are you literally really? No, I, I made that. <laughs> up. Uh, so you know when you we talk about maintenance and you talk about like say you know if you're next to a landfill, you can either sue the mate the person who created the landfill or create or sue the people who. Sold the, the house, the sold the house yeah. because <laughs> they're supposed to warn you about that or not do it at all. Yeah, yeah. it's in this disclosure. Well, so say you, I hire Excalibur to help me maintain. I feel like there's, the way you're talking, there's more than just hiring you too. Meaning like I could do bait stuff. I could do, depending on where you live and what the problem is. Right. Because and I, I know some people look for that key uh, turnkey solution uh-huh. where I don't want to deal with it. Right. And I just want to pay you. I have unlimited amounts of money, but you're never going to fully do it unless the people living there do something. Mm-hmm. So do you recommend at all, like, to go to the Walmarts or whatever to buy some of that stuff? Or do you, what do you say about those kind of things where I, if a listener's wondering, like, oh, I can just go get a Roach Motel and buy 20 of them? Yeah. Well, one, like those those Roach Motels, I've I found not to be as effective, for one. Um, as, as far as, like, going to, like, Tractor Supply or Walmart or something like that, um, Feel free, honestly. I mean, but like, do your do your homework, and and not only do your homework, but make sure that you're protecting yourself from exposure. Uh, you know, and that means using the proper equipment, respirators, gloves. I mean, like the whole yeah. the whole nine yards. And so, like, that's that's why, like, you know, the DIY solution looks cheaper initially because you're not you're not thinking about all those other things that need to go in conjunction. Because if you read the whole label on those things, they're gonna they're gonna warn you. You know, like use this, use this, use that when you're using this product. And now that's not the marketing on the front label. That's you know, this just like tells you it kills everything. You know, they they want you to buy that product, and and good for them. They've got good marketing going on with that kind of stuff. But like you know, you really, really got to do your homework and and really pay attention to the 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 products that you're exposing yourself to and where you're applying them. Because I think a lot of people, you know, because they buy it from Home Depot, because they buy it from Lowe's or Walmart or Tractor Supply, what it, and these, these companies are not bad companies, but like misuse of chemicals is a huge issue in the home. And like if you're, if you're improperly spraying pesticides on the interior of your home, which we rarely do, I mean, in my opinion, pesticides should not come inside the house unless absolutely necessary emergency situation, you know. That, so what are people spraying when they come in? When they come inside the house? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's legal to do that, um, but like you you ask me, is it safe? No, it's not safe, and it, it says that right there on the label on just about every pesticide you'll ever mm-hmm. use. Is it's not safe? And you know, most people because it's their home, they walk around barefoot. 
you know, and that's that's expo- you're a, that's a huge absorption point on your body is your foot. Right? And so, like, if you've had somebody come through and put pesticides in your house, you walk around the house barefoot or even in your sock feet. I mean, you can absorb it that way. Um, like we like we constantly clean our boots and reapply wax to the outside of our boots just to keep it from absorbing those those pesticides and chemicals. And sometimes when we're using something a little bit stronger, got to, you know, bust out the rubber boots and then we have to wash those rubber boots just to keep from there being like residual buildup over time. Cause I mean, like we don't, we don't want to be exposed to those things. We, you know, like we try and go get our blood tested for like heavy metals and, and, and all those kinds of, to make sure that we're doing the right things to keep us protected because we're exposed to them every single day. And, you know, homeowners just, it's not something to play around with. Um, to, but to say that you can't do it or that you shouldn't do it. No, you, you, you absolutely can. You just need to, you know, make sure that you're, you know, reading and, and paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing in order to control the issue and protect yourself. All right, give your number out again and all that good stuff. It's uh, 281-353-6366. Info at ExcaliburPest.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You do residential, anything else outside of, like if I'm a business owner or something like yeah, that? Yeah, no, we, we take care of commercial properties, um, and, and we're pretty good at it. It's just not our focus. Uh, our, our main focus is taking care of homeowners. Uh, we want We want to make sure that those guys have a, you know, can't have a bug-free home, but you can have a bug-controlled home, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in. And again, if you're looking for all those numbers and contact information, guys, it's in the description of pretty much everywhere you'll find, you're listening, unless you're on the FM right now. Just visit us at facebook.com slash dickandskippy and check out the live video. Uh, Craig will be returning on December 4th because you and your co-host are coming in and talk about the homeowner show. Yeah, me and, me and Kev are going to come in and uh, talk about... You know what we got going on there. Some episodes we got coming up. We've got some really cool stuff going on yeah. with there right now. So and then uh, and of course, listeners today will save twenty percent off a home residential or home just general spray. General spray. Yeah. Call us. So, mention mention the show. Dick and Skippy. Yeah. Our loans. Yeah. Dick and Skippy will be perfect. Yep. That's fine. But cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you guys and for Brett, having me. You too, man. Yeah. I wish you're here every day because Sean Sean needs somebody to talk to besides me. I, yeah, I know it's, it's just well, I, I'm, we're out of time. I'm seven, so I was going to be asking Craig about you know come the zombie apocalypse would they count as pests and what your uh, absolutely what your abatement uh, programs would be? I just you know study the Walking Dead. We'll save it for next. Well, time. Do you think well, those velvet hornet things would take care yeah, of that? That's what I'm I feel like you just throw a bunch we could of those. unleash them on that. I don't know that they would feel it, but we could at least geckos go. with machine. I don't know. So we'll talk about that next time. I'm in. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else you you want to promote, Brett? Are you working on anything? Shameless self-promotion? No, I got nothing. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to be wrapping it up here on Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We will be back uh, next Monday on the 25th. I don't think we have a guest for the 25th, do we? I don't think so. I don't think. I know we have a couple people coming in, but just check out our events on our Facebook page. I usually I try to keep that up to date as much as possible. But we'll be returning then on Monday. Uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Bean Punk Coffee here in downtown Connor at 330 North Main for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, drinks, and, of course, coffee. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, help keep your office clean, your small business, or one-time scheduling is available. Visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And then, of course, C3 Creative Content Creations, videos, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. You've been listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We'll see you guys later.